1: Hey everybody, today we're debating whether or not Islam is true and we are starting right now with Nadir's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us, Nadir. The floor is all yours.
0: All right, thank you so much. Uh, Thank you, Matt, for agreeing to debate this. I didn't think you were actually going to. Uh, Most atheists now are actually running away from this topic because there is something about the science of the Quran which proves it to be true that that they're actually running away from. like People like Uh, but thank you for for accepting that so so what makes Islam true well one of the main reasons is the scientific miracles of the Holy Quran and we'll get into that Uh, But before I do that I'm just going to share my desktop I want to talk about some of the great benefits Islam has provided to humanity and the question which that raises is wait a second how is a one man in the desert uh, you know in the seventh century is doing all of this like for example <clears throat> we can see. Can you guys see my my screen there? Uh, my yep. uh, okay, wonderful. So if you look over here, Islam started a great scientific revolution. This is is Prophet Muhammad who brought Islam, and I'm going to. Sh- I'm just going to read to you a very nice comment uh, from the or you know from from. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, from the reference which I have over in front of you, the federal. The Federation of American Societies for Experimental Biology. So I'm going to go rip through this very quickly because I got a lot of stuff. So what I'll ask for you guys to do is just hit pause on your YouTube to get all my references over here. This is what they call it, the Golden Age of Islam, which they say is a flowering of knowledge and intellect, and intellect that spread throughout the Europe and the great influence in both medieval and the practice of education of Prophet Muhammad, who, who sparked this great scientific benefit for all of humanity. So let us look at another reason. What, what are some of the uh, other benefits which Islam has provided uh, to humanity? Think, let me lower this a little bit. I think that's probably too big for you. Uh, okay, this is much better. All right. Today, there was a, actually, there was a study done where they say Muslims, and this is a Daily Mail article over here. It says Muslims have the highest level of satisfaction. Let's read the actual study from the, uh, from the American Psychological Association over here. It says over here, Muslims have on this when they did this research. They found that Muslims had the highest level scores, while atheists had the lowest in this concept of the sense of what is called the oneness, um, oneness with, with with the world, and, 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 and which brings about happiness. And our atheist our atheist buddies have scored lowest. And this is what you're going to find. What did atheism bring for us? You know, you're going to find nothing. So. So not only did it start a great scientific revolution, but it, but we see here according to the study over here that uh, they have the Muslims have the highest level of satisfaction that they have a feeling of this oneness that trumps Christian Buddhists and yogis as the study suggests. Let's look at another reason over here yes. and that Muslims are also the most likely to be volu- to be vo- to be charitable, the most likely to volunteer according to the following study which you see over here on your screen. And then, and then finally, and I think this is the most important Islam is a powerful rehabilitating force in the prisons. Millions and millions of people have been rehabilitated. Now, this is based on the research that you see on the article with the article from the NDPI, which you see on your screen over here. I'm just going to read through this very quickly. Our research shows that that Muslim prisoners are more likely to choose a practice of Islam for reasons of piety, emotional coping, and good company. These largely these largely sincere motives for choosing to follow Islam impacts significantly and positive uh, <clears throat> knock-on way on prisoners' attitudes for rehabilitation in terms of reconnection with work, education, and intentions to avoid future crimes. So I don't think there's any exaggeration to say millions of people in the prison systems you know, have changed their lives and have become positive members. Those are people who are prevented, which Islam has prevented from breaking into your homes, murdering people on the streets and all the other crimes that we see today. So what has it, and and, and, and uh, atheism has produced nothing for you. There's no way you'll be able, to <laughs> Matt is even gonna be able to compete with the good, which, which Islam has brought to humanity. But anyway, let's get to the to the main issue tonight, And that is the scientific miracles of the Holy Quran. But before I begin, I will also extend a challenge. I'll extend Matt a challenge. Show me one thing in the Quran which you see which contradicts science. You know, there's many lists. You just type scientific contradiction in the Quran. You'll get all these. Just just bring us one of those. And what you are going to find tonight is that the Quran is in complete harmony with modern science. So we'll, so that's a challenge I will extend out to match. So let's look at the first scientific miracle. Now I'm going to rip through this very quickly here. Science today tells us that there's diseases such as, you know, Ebola, um, AIDS, and, uh, and COVID. These are zoonotic diseases. They jump from animals to man. Two animals which we're talking about over here are monkeys and bats. Okay, and this is basically how we got these diseases is and the, and not this, not only that but other pandemics as well are from these uh are are from, are from these animals look at the astonishing statement of prophet muhammad when i find it <laughs> scroll down over here the prophet muhammad sallallahu said allah's messenger forbade the eating of meats of beasts having things so here we see on your screen islam is giving the preventive cure or these terrible pandemics not and not just you know the present one but also future ones as well so this is one scientifically correct statement now just because we see scientifically correct statements in the quran you know or in islam that doesn't automatically make it a scientific miracle there could be a lot of reasons behind that for for example what you're going to do you want to call the cops on every scientific miracle or or you say scientific agreement with with science that you're going to find in islam <laughs> excuse me so what does cops stand for? It could be a coincidence. It could be obvious. It could be plagiarism. Maybe he's copying it from some source, or maybe the author of maybe Muhammad was a great scientist. So this is this is what the cops uh, what it stands for. But what we're gonna find is. Cops is not going to work for Islam due to the numerous amounts of scientifically correct statements. So let's get to some of those. I'm going to go very quickly through this. I apologize. And I'll tell you why I'm going to go through this very quickly. Because when you look at all the debates in the past, which we had here on Modern Debate, the atheists actually don't disagree that the Quran is agreeing with science. So good. We're good on that. So let's move very quickly through this. And uh, let's look at the first scientifically correct statement. So now the author of the Quran makes three scientifically correct statements about the oceans. Okay, science today tells us that there are these barriers in the ocean, which is called the pycnocline. The pycnocline is a barrier in the ocean. And, you know, it, it, it divides the ocean in terms of density. The Quran says that there are barriers in the ocean, as we can see inside chapter 55, verse 19. Does this make it the Quran a miracle? No, you could call the cops. I mean, cops can explain this away. But now what's very peculiar is the Quran made three scientifically correct statements about this. So this is very interesting. The Quran is making scientifically correct statements in pairs or in triplets. And in, and if I can get to the next one here. Uh, the Quran, Now, science also says that within the ocean, there are things which are called internal waves. Well, guess what? Once again, the Quran gets that right as well, too. Let's click on that right here real quick um this is the article there's these invisible waves, uh which are in the ocean and this is and when you read the quran it says or as a likeness of the darkness in in the vast in the vast ocean covered by waves uh waves uh, above which are waves okay now this matches up with what we know today with internal waves and then the quran says you know it compares a disbeliever to the to the darkness in the ocean where there is no light look at this last statement to whom allah has not granted light has no light so now these are 3 scientifically correct statements in the quran about the ocean they they match up so the question here is how can a human being Talk so intelligently about something you you don't know nothing about. If Muhammad is a false prophet, then we are forced to assume that he's an ignorant man in the desert, and yet he's making scientific accuracy after accuracy after accuracy. So Matt is going to have to explain that to us. Okay, let us let us look at a uh, let us look at another example over here. Let me minimize this a little bit. I don't know that's too big for you. Okay, I cannot even scroll here. Okay, here we go ah the quran also makes uh let, let's go to let's go to ants now the now the quran actually talks about talking ants now people who were mocking at this and saying ah you see ants don't talk they communicate through pheromones ah but science today has confirmed <laughs> that the quran is right once again and this is people Claiming this is a scientific error, ignorant people. But when you when you read the following article, just you know, I'm not even going to give you a reference for this. Just Google this. Here, I don't know if you can read that. <laughs> here, Google this. Here, ants talk, and you can listen to them talking. And this is a recent modern day discovery. But the but the Quran also said in the Quran that they also sound off a warning. I'll read the verse for you in just a second. Here, I'm sorry, I forgot to do that. Read the Quran, what it says over here. I mean, I'm reading what, what this is from a Vice article where they talk about, about this. Not only do they talk, but they also sound off voice, uh, voice alarms. The sound made by the mature ant pupa serves two functions, the research suggests. The first indicates is to alarm. Now, go back and read the verse of the Quran. Not only do they talk about talking ants, But it also. What was he saying in the in the verse of the Quran? He was sounding off an alarm, which you read over here. In fact, let me minimize that real quick. Um, um, Yeah, so basically, it says, "Oh ants, enter your dwellings that you are not crushed by Solomon and his soldiers." Now this is now I'm actually quoting a verse, chapter twenty seven, verse nineteen of the Quran. The Quran also got the, the science of alcohol right, while everybody else. Almost everybody else got it wrong. For example, we now know science has attributed, because of the Quranic position on alcohol, Muslim women are fifty, um, uh, yeah, fifty times less likely to give birth to a fetal alcohol child. Let us let me take you that study real quick over here, so you can uh, kind of get your look, uh, get your eyes on it. And uh, the verse over here in the Quran, which actually chapter five, verse ninety condemns alcohol. Here is a study right here. That the Muslim women, and it actually attributes it to, to the to Islam, because of their Islamic faith, Muslim women are 50 times less likely to give birth to a fetal alcohol child. So, so now other people have also said, well, don't drink alcohol. That's true. But that's like one out of 50. So how is Muhammad getting that right? And the last statement on alcohol over here, the Quran, uh, it, from the following CNN article, the right scientific position is, okay, yeah, there's some good. About alcohol, you know, but the harm of it outweighs any benefit. Uh, this is a CNN article which I'm quoting for you. Look at the word-for-word word agreement in the Holy Quran, chapter two, verse two nineteen. They have some benefit for the people, but their harm is far greater than their benefit. Look how the scientifically correct statement comes in pairs. So you just can't say, okay, well maybe this just being coincidental. Maybe he's copying. Other people have condemned alcohol. Oh, they have. But what they haven't done is produce two scientifically correct statements about seconds. this. So, so so these so the scientific miracle is not in the individual occurrence, but the scientific miracle which Matt has to beat in the quantity, in the amount of scientific information. A human being cannot continuously get it right every time, all the time. And that's where the scientific miracle is. One or two, okay, you could call the cops. Coincidence, observe, plagiarized. Scientist, it could be explained to a three four okay but wait a second and my time is up by the way or else i have actually more to share with you but i think this is enough where i can show you cops does not explain it so go ahead matt
1: you got to thank you very much for that opening and with that want to before we kick it over to matt for his opening statement as well want to say folks If it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. We hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. And hey, if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button as we have many more huge debates and discussions coming up. For example, at the bottom right of your screen... Perfect Dawa and Arun Ra tomorrow talk about whether or not there is evidence for Islam. You don't want to miss it, so hit that subscribe button. And with that, thanks very much for being with us as well, Matt. The floor is all yours for your opening.
2: Awesome. Thanks. I don't know why Nadir thought I wasn't going to debate this since I literally debated just a couple of weeks ago at the debate con in Dallas. And I don't know why you're trashing Aaron since he just announced that Arn's debating on the evidence for Islam uh, what tomorrow or whatever it is. I could repeat all of the things that I said in the last debate in my opening because absolutely none of it got addressed uh, last time. But that would be a little lazy. So you can go watch that on your own time. Some of the points are going to be repeated here. But the quick summary is that I've long said that I want to believe as many true things and as few false things as possible. Obviously, we all have limitations on how much stuff we can learn. But my position is that truth is that which comports with reality. So what people believe isn't an indicator of whether or not it's true. The number of people who believe it isn't an indicator of whether that's it's true, and neither is how strongly they believe it. Cool. The only thing that matters are testable claims. Testable claims are relevant to determining truth. Untestable claims are absolutely useless. If we were able to reboot the world, we would still discover the same truths about the world. We may not still discover them all in the same order or in the same way, but as long as the world is the same, if something is true, we would continue to discover it. Do we have good reason to think that anyone would discover or invent any of the world's religions exactly the same? No, and a strong indicator, this is the many different religions humans have come up with, starting in different regions with different foundations tied to that culture in that time. Some survive, some don't, some get modified more than others but none of them demonstrate truth. But they have adherents who are absolutely convinced that it's truth. Some people think it's just obvious that some religion is true because of their feelings about the claims of that religion. But if that were the case, then there would be enough evidence to conclude it was true. And whatever God is at the core of it wouldn't have any reason to not simply present themselves to everyone. If its existence is obvious and true, If there is sufficient evidence to warrant believing in it, then that God has no reason not to show up and end this debate right now. But that never happens. Debating that the earth is flat is about convincing people. It's not about demonstrations of truth. And the same thing seems to apply largely with God's. So the questions to ask yourself are, what are the specific testable claims which are unique to Islam and essential to Islam? What is the empirical evidence and the process by which those testable claims were confirmed to be true? Any claim that doesn't have both of those elements cannot be said to be true, despite the fact, or or true for Islam, despite the fact that it might be believed or even be compelling. Fallacies are incredibly compelling, and we've heard a number of fallacies already this evening. Uh, Fallacies are compelling due to our biases. You cannot point to the Quran to confirm the Quran, and a claim that is ultimately unfalsifiable, sorry, that there is no way in principle or in actuality to show that it's not true, is a claim that is untestable and should be dismissed. So whether a claim is true may not be known, but until a package of claims is demonstrated to be true, it sits firmly in the not true category, which is not the same as the proven false category. It just means that we don't get to consider it as true until it's demonstrated. Appeals to faith, special revelation, special ways of knowing, none of those are going to work. They're not paths to truth. When you talk about prophecy or special knowledge or supposed scientific findings, you need specific specific remarkable not mundane and they need to be answerable by a single occurrence independently verifiable by anyone who's not uh, and not prone to interpretation are there true statements in islam i would imagine yes it would be a miracle almost if there weren't oh by the way there's no such thing as a scientific miracle Uh, so i don't know how that phrase got in here but if i have a list of 10 facts and eight of them are true does that mean the list is true and if i have a list of 10 facts and some of them are mundanely true and not unique to the packaged beliefs Do they demonstrate that the other claims are true? There's a scam, a a stock stock tip scam, where someone will get multiple stock tips from someone to prove that they have like an inside source and that they know what's going to happen. And after someone gets six, seven, eight stock tips correct, and they can test them all, they're like, man, this guy's been right every single time. So I will invest on the ninth one. Well, the way that that scam is often done is by telling two groups of people, two different tips and then going to the one where you got it right and you tell them two different tips and you go to the ones you got it right and you keep doing that so eventually somebody's going to get a bunch of tips right and it will be absolutely true that that person will testify i had eight correct stock tips from this person i i think it's reasonable for me to trust the ninth one that's how scams work you can do the same thing with flipping heads or tails with an audience now i can't disprove islam but i don't have to no matter how many times nadir or somebody else says matt needs to show how this happened that's not the case the question here is, is Islam true, not can Matt show that Islam has made false statements? You have to actually demonstrate the truth. I'm not here to debunk or to prove, disprove anything. I don't have any burden of proof at all. I can point out problems and fallacies, and I can show where the truths haven't been demonstrated. But a good chunk of religious ideology simply isn't testable. But that's true for most religions. And if you're thinking, well, it's okay to think it's true until somebody can debunk it, You've fallen for yet another trap because the extent to which that is true for Islam, it's also true for Christianity and countless other beliefs. So if you're sitting here going, ah, I should believe this until it's disproved, then in order to be intellectually honest and rigorous and consistent, you would need to be a Muslim, a Catholic, a Baptist, a Scientologist, a Hindu, a Jain, and a Sikh at least all at once. Which means that any of the appeals to it hasn't been disproved is simply a special pleading fallacy. When arguing for the truth claims, you cannot appeal to interpretation or poetry or metaphor. So, when we talk about claims from the Quran, which is where the bulk of what would be the foundation of Islam um, would come from, there are lots of proposed uh, falsifiable claims that I haven't been able to, to find anyone who showed me where they're actually falsifiable. What facts of Islam need to be demonstrated before we could say that it's true? Well, the existence of their specific God, not a general God, which also still hasn't been demonstrated, the accurate characteristics and qualities of that God, the specific desires and commands that supposedly come from that God. That Muhammad was a prophet versus just claimed to be or claimed by others to be for that specific God. That Muhammad was the final prophet. The various tenets about prayer, submission, and moral claims. All of those would need to be proven true before we could reasonably say Islam is true. Now, last time I addressed the proposed claim that the purpose uh, of existence in Islam is to worship God. How do you show that this is true? My last opponent didn't even attempt it. And I'm not going to be saddling the deer with things that Kenny did. Uh, but that question is still out there. If, in fact, it is the, it is a tenet of Islam, that the purpose of life is to worship God, how do you demonstrate that that's true? Where's your measuring device, your detecting device for purpose? I have yet to hear about one. And saying atheism doesn't make people happy or sense oneness or all of the other things that uh, the dear might have presented. Those in no way demonstrate the truth of Islam. That's just a deflection. It's like, ah. Would the world be better under uh, atheism? Which would be an interesting debate, but that's not the debate we're here for. I would happily debate, is the world better under atheism? Or actually, what I would debate is, is the world better under humanism than under Islam? Um, But that's not what we're here for. The subject of tonight's debate is, is Islam true? So all the trash talking about what atheism does or doesn't do is irrelevant. And going back to find verses in the Quran that seem to match scientific findings is also useless because the Quran didn't edify anyone about any of those things. Science found those things to the the extent that something in the Quran is consistent with the findings of science is interesting, but it doesn't show that that was a known quantity by the author. And it wasn't known or useful until science actually demonstrated. Some of this reminds me of the famous old um, dialogue that was written up by Jay Huber years ago called Kissing Hank's Ass. And someone basically shows up at his door, and I've modified this with some slightly softer language, but shows up at his door preaching on behalf of Hank. And they show up with a list that says, from the desk of Carl. And item number one says, kiss Hank's ass and he'll give you a million dollars when you leave town. Item number two says, use alcohol in moderation. Item number three, kill people who aren't like you. And item number four says, eat right. Number five, is Hank dictated this list himself. Number six that the moon is made of green cheese. Number seven says, everything Hank says is right. Eight is wash your hands after going to the bathroom. Nine is don't use alcohol. Ten is eat your wieners on buns with no condiments. And 11 is kiss Hank's ass or he'll torture you. And what they'll do is they'll point to it and say, hey, you know what? It says, uh, you know, uh, eat right. That's good advice. And and if you say yes, but it also says the moon is made of green cheese. Ah, but you haven't been there to check whether or not the moon is made of green cheese. Yes, but it says use alcohol in moderation, which I, I would... Seem to think is an okay thing, but it also says don't use alcohol. But that's not a conflict when you really get down to it. And and that tells us nothing at all about whether or not Hank exists, whether or not he'll give you a million dollars when you leave town. Tells me nothing at all about whether Hank dictated the list himself. These are all deflections. And this is what we see consistently from apologists under many different religions, is when asked to demonstrate the truth of the tenets, the truth of the foundations of their religion, instead, they want to talk about how bad other things are, how atheism can't do this or that, and then say, but here's a claim that we got right. Here's a claim that we got right. Okay, demonstrate that the purpose of life is to worship God. Demonstrate all of the various tenets within Islam. Uh, Demonstrate that a God exists. Demonstrate that this specific God exists. It does me no good for you to say, ah, you know what? This guy who lived in a desert and probably shouldn't have known seems to have gotten something right about ants or an ocean. When... The question then follows: Is was he actually right? Did he know it? Is it you know? Do, does the cops thing bear out, um, or is this an interpretation issue or whatever? But even if the Quran said uh, amazingly that someday in 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 2022, uh, Matt and Adir will debate this this topic. I mean that would be remarkable. There's nothing that's even that specific, and I wouldn't say that that is specific enough. So the questions to ask are. What are the specific tied to Islam claims? And what is the methodology that was used to show that those things were true? Because if on the list are things that are science claims, okay, cool. You got some science claims, right? Or you can find a way to massage or an interpretation after the fact to suggest that science things are right. But it's not up to the rest of the world to say, oh, I know how they got that right without appealing to a god. It's up to you to demonstrate that not only is it most likely. That a specific God gave them this information, but that that is the most reasonable course of action. That is the most reasonable conclusion that any reasonable person could draw given the available information. Not just it seems remarkable to me. Not just you haven't debunked it. That is shifting the burden of proof. And so, in each of these individual debates, what I would what I'm going to keep asking is, give me something that is specific to Islam, unique to Islam and how you demonstrated that it's true. And until you do that, all you can say is that the Quran includes some true statements that you find remarkable, but none of them demonstrate the truth of Allah, of Muhammad being the final prophet, of the purpose of life being to worship God. The core things of Islam got completely ignored in Nadir's opening statement, and more time was spent trashing uh, atheism irrelevantly than it was to show me a tenet of Islam that could be demonstrated to be true.
1: Thank you very much for that opening, Matt. And we're going to jump into open dialogue, folks. So this is, roughly speaking, going to be two-minute intervals of the speakers speaking back and forth in this discussion. If you happen to have a question, you can feel free to fire it into the old live chat. If you tag me with at Modern Day Debate, as well as, if you want to use a super chat, that pushes your question to the top of the list. And with that, if you're, jo- and if you're enjoying this debate so far, as much as I am, don't forget to hit that like. That helps a lot. And with that, thank you very much, gentlemen. The floor is all yours.
0: Thank you. I'll just go for two minutes very quickly here. So you brought up a lot of points, and I'll, you know, I'll do my best to try to answer them. Uh, you asked why did I quote trash Aaron Raw? No, I'm not trashing the guy. I mean, the debate he's having with. Perfect Dawah tomorrow. He's a very easy opponent. I tell you what, uh, you know, this is a very difficult debate. You know, to debate the science of the Quran. It's that debate which he's running from. So anyway, I don't want to really get into him right now. That's uh, you know, you can reach out to him and ask him why he's running away. But now I want to start. The the I want to just tighten the noose here around Matt. There was something which he ignored. The Quran is consistently making scientifically correct statements. And for that, you will have no answer for it. Okay. So based on that, and not only that, but we saw all the good which Islam did, how it's rehabilitating prisoners, millions of them, making this world a better place. So it's not just that the Quran is presenting a scientific miracle. So now you did say, well, you know, there's things that could have been vague, and these are things which are just not remarkable. Ah, that's your interpretation. So right off the bat, who's playing the interpretation game? What you find remarkable may be it is your own personal choice, so you don't find saving millions of children from fetal alcohol, uh, ch- uh, fetal alcohol syndrome, like the study which I showed you. That's not remarkable for him. <laughs> what? So, so this is something. So, I would ask for you to see that as something remarkable. Now, when I said the Quran has word for word agreement with modern times, let me just give you one of the many examples over here. Science said that this, and and you quoted the guy Henry was saying, "Well, drink alcohol in moderation." Wrong! That is scientifically inaccurate, based on the study which I showed over a year. It states very clearly that the overall health risk of drinking alcohol outweighs any benefits. The Quran, chapter 2, verse 19. They have some benefit for the people, but the harm is far greater than their benefit. If people, even in today's time, can't get it right, then how do you explain Muhammad got it right 1,400 years ago? Now, you can call the cops. True, but what the question you need to answer here tonight? How do you explain the plethora, all the uh, amount of scientifically correct statements in the in Islam? Go ahead.
2: Okay, so I guess it's my two minutes. So, are, are we just doing dueling two minutes for the whole fifty, or are we going to have conversation as well?
0: Right, two minutes back and forth.
2: Okay, so. Nadir starts off by saying there was something I ignored. Well, I'm sorry, Nadir, but that was my opening statement, which I wrote ahead of time. And so that's not the point where you would offer rebuttals. So stop pretending that I haven't addressed your points when we haven't even got to the point where I would actually address your points. The fact that I added some or predicted some is actually pretty impressive, I would say. Um, But you also said asserted that I will have no answer for them. Um, Well, first of all, I think there's lots of different answers. Um. For many of them. So let's just go with the one where there's studies that show that uh, prisoners have been helped by Islam. I've never suggested that uh, religions of any kind don't actually provide a useful benefit to people, especially in prisons. Christianity makes this claim all the time that they have plenty of Christian ministers that go in and say, oh, they've turned their lives around. But the recidivism rates haven't actually been studied. But at the end of the day, even if everybody in prison converted to Islam and became a better person, that would be wonderful, but it would not in any way demonstrate that the true, that Islam is true. Because you can convince someone of something that is not true and have it have a wonderful impact on their life, and the truth of that is that you don't think Christianity is true. I'm assuming, otherwise you would be a Christian, and there are plenty of people who will testify about how wonderfully their life has been changed um, because of Christianity. Similarly, you objected to me quoting uh, Henry as uh, or Hank as uh, drink in moderation. That was a parody thing. I wasn't. It was a. It was meant to be easily understood as a parody thing, but you went on to assert that modern science is starting to to affirm what Muhammad knew all along, that even drinking in moderation is bad. Well, I don't accept that even drinking in moderation is bad, Um, but to whatever extent that it is bad, um, because, you know, for example, I don't have a drinking problem. So if I have a drink on occasion, there are benefits. And if I'm getting those benefits without side effects, then it may not be bad for me in that situation, rather than pretending that we have an answer that applies to everybody. But I don't find it remotely surprising that people who have lived around other people at any time in human history and watched them get drunk and how they interact with people would have come to a conclusion that drinking causes problems. Yeah. And the fact that we later on in scientific uh, exploration discovered and and identified some of those problems is a credit to science, okay. not Islam.
0: Okay. Yeah, so – um you know, let me just very quickly address the whole thing about Henry. You know, the, the point about Henry is he said something scientifically incorrect. And that is, and, and the point here, and not just Henry, but if you look at the past debates, even I debated scientists over they're getting it incorrect, the right position on alcohol, which, yeah, there is some good in it, but the overall health risk, no, it's not good. Now, the latest studies show that it caused brain damage, even just one cup. So, so the issue here is Muhammad got it right. Fourteen hundred years ago, and and so and now you called the cops. Good, you said. Well, you know he might have watched and observed, and yeah, that's fine. You can explain it away like that. But Islam got two scientifically correct statements, not just one. Now, what's really funny here is you are now rejecting the scientific consensus. Here, you see. So now, who's contradicting science? Is it Islam? No, it's it, it, it's mad over here. He is saying, well, I think there's some good in it now. I think there's no, he gave some explanation which differs from the scientific community. So here's what I say about atheists who try to contradict science to save themselves, to save atheism from 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 the demolition of the science of the Quran. Get your views peer reviewed. Get it in front of the scientific communities. And when the scientists say, yes, what Matt is saying is right, then I will say, look, Quran is wrong. Quran is wrong on this position. But notice he's struggling. He's not able to answer why do we find so much scientifically correct statements in the Quran? You know, that's where the scientific miracle is. One or two occurrences that the Quran condemns alcohol, so what? Who cares? But but making, I think it gave you like six or six or seven scientifically correct statements. Now that's something a human being cannot do. Regarding the issues of prisons, you know, you're saying, well, maybe Christians can do that. Yeah. Why should I believe in atheism? What did atheism ever do? If Christianity, in your hypothetical example, did also good like this, there's even more reason to reject atheism and embrace this belief in God because we see it changing people's life for the better. Millions of people are becoming and better citizens based crap. on the research I showed you.
2: Okay. So I'm sorry that you don't understand um, that the kissing Hanks thing is a parody. Not only did he say use alcohol in moderation, for number nine, he said, don't use alcohol. The point there is to demonstrate that there are conflicting, contradictory statements there. There wasn't anything there about the science. And I'm not denying science. I'm talking about what I was or wasn't convinced of because there are studies that show that there are benefits to alcohol uh, in moderation. And there are other studies that show that brain damage occurs even after a single cup. Um, However, whether or not which one of those is actually worse or if the if the bad outweighs the good is largely, I don't, it doesn't really matter because as I pointed out, I, I'm not, even if they, they got it right, that doesn't tell you how they got it right and it doesn't prove that Islam is true. And so um, when you say something like, why should anybody believe in atheism, you are now dodging more than I could possibly ever dodge because atheism isn't something you could believe in. It is not a positive position that one accepts. But also, it's irrelevant to whether or not Islam is true. Whether or not people enjoy Islam, whether or not people benefit from Islam, whether or not people find their life better on Islam, whether or not people hate atheism, whether or not atheism makes people worse people, is irrelevant to the subject of this debate, which is, is Islam true? And so every time you bring up atheism, everybody should just realize that you are failing to do anything towards your actual goal. with this. Um, I forgot what the, what the next thing was. It was here. Um, there's a fallacious implication that you've done about four times between your opening and these remarks, which is that your position stands as true until I'm able to debunk it, which is absolutely false. It doesn't matter if I can debunk it. I'm not here to debunk anything. You have to demonstrate that your conclusion is true because The fact that there's something in the Quran that is consistent with the findings of modern science doesn't tell you whether or not the God of Quran is real. It doesn't tell you whether or not the purpose of life according to the Quran is real. It doesn't tell you if Islam is real. It just tells you that there are things in the book that are consistent with science. And while that may be interesting and remarkable, it in no way demonstrates the truth of Islam. Are you going to demonstrate the truth of Islam with something specific to Islam? I, I'm done.
1: Go ahead, Nadir. Oh.
2: I don't need to take the full two minutes if all we're going to do okay. is talk about kissing Hank's ass and and Ra and deflecting. Yeah. I, are, are you going to demonstrate some truth of Islam?
0: Well, I think I already did. And I think You're uh, wrong. what's happening here is he's not going to be able to beat the case. We know there's too many scientifically um, agreeable st- statements, which agree with modern science, you know. Uh, the whole thing about Hank is he got it wrong. I mean, it's not just Hank. It's, it's, it's everyone's getting it wrong, to be very honest with you. When I bring up these issue, oh, well, there's some good stuff in alcohol, but I don't want to get into that. I've shared with you the article. If you need it, uh, I can I can email it to you. I want, I want to move on uh, just to get to some more astonishing, remarkable, scientifically correct statements, okay? Now, here we see that the Quran or Prophet Muhammad gives the scientific, um, uh, the the preventive cure for zoonotic diseases, as I mentioned, AIDS, Ebola, uh, COVID nineteen. We uh, these are these are uh, like these are diseases which hop from animal to human beings, monkeys and bats. Look at the astonishing preventive cure from Prophet Muhammad. It says Allah's Messenger forbade the eating of meats of, of beasts having fangs. If humanity were to follow the advice of Prophet Muhammad, sallam, we would not be seeing the terrible pandemics of today and the ones we are terrified, which are coming tomorrow. You know, so the, the issue here to sum up, you know, why we say Islam is true. Here we see one man, Prophet Muhammad, okay, in the desert is giving us all this correct scientific information. Okay. If it's one or two, it's no big deal. But the amount of of scientifically correct statements, there's a miracle right there. All right. And, And that's a case which I don't think you nor anybody here are gonna beat. And that's why your buddy Aaron Ra ran away. Atheists are seeing today now that there is validity to the scientific argument of Islam. And they see this now as an unwinnable argument. And I think that's why Matt is backing away from answering the challenge of the amount of scientifically correct statements.
2: So here we are again with an assertion that I'm not going to be able to beat the case. Well, the case is the accumulation of anecdotes does not equal data, and the accumulation of things that are interesting does not demonstrate the truth of Islam. Once again, after being directly asked, you have yet to demonstrate any specific claim of Islam that is unique to Islam. Scientific claims are not unique to Islam. They have nothing to do with the, te- with the foundation of Islam. They have nothing to do with whether or not there's a God or what the purpose of life is or whether or not one should pray. You have yet to even present a single tenet of Islam that you could demonstrate is true, let alone demonstrating is true. And I'm sorry for whatever arn Rod did to, to you that you seem to want to mention him every time you get the opportunity to speak. But are you suggesting that COVID comes from eating cobras? What's the problem with eating cobras? What, it, what you know, that's a, that's a beast with a fang. Um, are you suggesting that every that because the, the Quran says this that every beast on the planet that has fangs that we should not eat it because it will cause disease? Because I don't think science has demonstrated that. I'm done.
0: So let me let me very quickly uh, help you out with 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 a scientific aspect. So this is something known when we talk about COVID, you know, and other diseases like that. These are something which are known as zoonotic diseases. So they say, basically, the origin of, of, of the, what's it called, of COVID is, a, is bats. Now, I know there's a lot of politics involved in that, you know, came from a lab and things like that, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going with what science is as of right now telling us. But it doesn't matter. Bats have over 400 known COVID uh, viruses upon them. But what is not disputed is monkeys. Monkeys is where AIDS hopped off from the consumption of monkey meat. Uh, Ebola, it came from monkeys, and through and uh, here's a reference which I have over here, basically talking about HIV. It came through the butchery and the consumption of monkey meat. So I don't, Matt was not able to deny the claim that the Islam does have the cure, the preventive cure for this terrible pandemic, and he he's talking about well, I want to see something which is unique to Islam. Well, the cure for For COVID and all these terrible zoonotic diseases that jump from monkey to or from animal to man, that's that's pretty unique for Islam. You're not gonna find that anywhere else. But these are all false criteria. The question tonight: one man is giving us all this scientific information, three correct statements about seas. We saw the barriers, we saw internal waves, darkness in the ocean, because science today tells us that at the very bottom of the ocean, there's no light. Islam compared the disbelievers to that. They said, for that disbeliever, there is no light. Two scientifically correct statements about alcohol. Two scientifically correct statements about ants. I got a lot more, but I ran out of time. I'm already, uh, I think I've already sealed the deal with just the scientific arguments which i presented. But it's not only that. But we now know there's something about Islam which brings great happiness to people based on their research. I bring up atheism just to kind of make fun, just to poke at the bear. But also, at the same time, you know, when you decide, okay, well, what religion is the truth one? You got to sometimes compare. Well, let's see, atheism does, doesn't do anything. I mean, people don't come out of prisons. I found atheism, yeah. therefore, I'm a better human being. I'm not saying it can never happen. it can happen, but that's it, it doesn't do it doesn't do that.
1: Time.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm here. Here's the problem with this two minute format. I'm going to talk for two minutes, and I'm going to I'm going to stop early because I'm going to ask a question in the hopes that you'll eventually let me. Let me see if I can explain this. A tenet of Islam is not um, pointing to a scientific claim about the world. A tenet of Islam is something about the religion of Islam. This is why I brought up the kissing Hanks ass list, because it has things on it that are true, but that doesn't mean that other things are true. And if we're going to say, is Islam true, if the only thing that you can present is that you find it remarkable that somebody got some things about science right, which I'm not even necessarily completely convinced that that's the case for a lot of these. Um, cool. But that has nothing to do with whether or not Allah is real. It has nothing to do with whether or not Muhammad was a prophet of Allah. It has nothing to do with whether or not Muhammad was the last prophet. It has nothing to do with the purpose of life. It has nothing to do with prayers. None of that. It, if I showed up, and by the way, atheism isn't a religion. You don't have to compare it to other religions. Um and you don't have to pick a religion. That's what atheism is basically saying. It's saying, I agree with all of your religions that all of the other ones are wrong. It's just that I also include yours is not viable either. That's the way this works. If you're going to claim that something is true, you have to demonstrate that it's true. Not that it has said or that the book based that it's derived from has said some things that are true that are also said elsewhere. Scientific findings are not tenets of Islam. If all you can ever demonstrate is that the Quran got some stuff right about science and that some people are happier as Muslims, congratulations, you've demonstrated absolutely nothing that Islam is true, that it might be beneficial, that it might have useful information that you might have demonstrated, but not that it is true. And the subject of the debate tonight is not, did some guy say these scientific things? The subject of the debate tonight is, is Islam true? And maybe the reason you thought I wouldn't show up to debate it is because you didn't show up to debate it.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, up to this point, what I was doing, I was establishing evidence. You see, to answer that question, is Islam true? We got to present evidence. And, uh, you know, you want to say, well, how do we know this thing is really true? Well, you have many different belief systems. You have Christianity, you have atheism, you have Islam. And and the way to answer this question is to examine what evidences are provided by each of these belief systems so i actually looked at the evidences for islam and i found it to be the most compelling and so the point here is you know through through human reason we can arrive at why islam is the true religion and the evidence which is which is un- uh, irrefutable is this man? If we think about him, Prophet Muhammad, he started a scientific revolution which has benefited and helped all of humanity. Which I showed you in my opening presentation, all of Western Europe's science, mathematics, and have all benefited from the revolutionary libraries of Islam. That was one of the quotations I was going to share with you, but doesn't matter now. Uh, and then we see that this this so-called person in the desert, if he was a if he was a liar, if he was a charlatan. How do you explain him to being able to, to do all of this? We also show that it is a powerful rehabilitating force in the prisons. Millions of people are, it has bettered their life, made them better human beings. And this is something consistent with what we know a loving, compassionate God would do. Okay, so it's consistent with that. Okay, so we, and then we see that Islam brings great happiness in people's life based on the study which I showed you this feeling of oneness. Uh, which which we talked about and so when you start adding up all these things it starts pointing hey There's something different about Islam which atheism has no evidence for Christianity of course they're gone because they're not here debating uh, these topics because of all the errors in their book You know all the scientific contradictions in their book and we're gonna get to that in just a second yeah. by the way Because I will I will extend my challenge for you to show me something
1: huh. uh,
0: scientifically incorrect in this in the Quran like you did with
1: your debate with with Kenny time with that we'll kick it over to Matt.
2: So you started by saying that we have to present evidence, I'd love for you to present evidence, and then you say you followed up saying that we have to present evidence by saying what we have to do is compare evidences for each. No, sir, that's not how we determine truth. Um, And then you followed it up by saying that you found Islam most compelling. Well, that's not how we find truth either. So you started by getting it right, by saying you need to present evidence. But then instead of presenting any evidence, you said that we need to compare the evidences for a variety of religions and that you found Islam the most compelling. Well, that's like saying that you found um, someone to be the prettiest person at the ugly competition. It doesn't tell you whether or not they're pretty. The fact that they're the prettiest at the ugly competition is what you found. What you find most compelling is completely irrelevant to whether or not it's true. And you're repeated refrain, which you've now said expressly as, how do you explain it, is an argument from ignorance fallacy. It is an implicit assertion that your truth stands until somebody can debunk it, which is absolutely, 100%, undeniably fallacious. You, the suggestion that something is true until it's proven wrong is a fallacy. I would hope that you would at least recognize that. But when you run around saying, I want you to show me something that's wrong in the, in the Quran, well, i um, It doesn't make any difference whether I could or whether anybody else could, because even if there's there's nothing in there that somebody can identify as scientifically wrong, what we're talking about is, is it testable? Is it falsifiable? And have you demonstrated the truth of any of the tenets? And the answer to all of those seems to be
1: no. You got it. Thank you very much. And folks, I want to remind you, if you haven't yet, hit that like button. We really do appreciate that support. And with that, Nadir, the floor is all yours.
0: Yeah, so I think what Matt is trying to do, he's trying to turn this into a debate about evidence. How do we weigh evidence? And I guess we could sort of talk about that, but I think we need to uh, look at the big elephant in the room. What's really going on here? And I told you this in the very, that what were my first statements in this debate? That the atheists are going to run away from the science of the Quran. And, and I mentioned that very clearly in the beginning. And look at this, what we see here in tonight. He's, backing away look in his debate with kenny he was saying the quran contradicts science here it talks about pairs it talks about flatters and when all of i don't see any of that tonight you know and so he wants to back away but anyway my challenge is out there to extend you because this is the false fil- false ability test which i'm giving it to you show me where you claim that the quran contradicts modern science and you will never find that you know you said the you said basically Something is true until proven wrong. I am not arguing that. I'm not saying I have never argued that. You are attacking a straw man at this point. The 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 logic here about about why we say Islam is true because we look at this one man, Prophet Muhammad, is consistently, um, you know, bringing to us scientifically correct statements. We talked about talking ants that they are that they warn people. We talked about three scientifically correct about scientifically correct statements about C's, two about alcohol, and then my time is up and I didn't have any more. But then, you know, that's just just the short list here. So we're like, wait a second. How is a human being consistently giving us scientifically correct statements? That's not possible. We can call the cops. You know, we can, and we can say, this could be a coincidence. It could be observed. It could, maybe he plagiarized copying it from somewhere else. You know, but cops can't explain the, the 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 amount of scientifically correct statements in the Quran, oh, and, and we find Islam and things so astonishing, like the preventive cure for COVID and 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 AIDS and Ebola. You know, so so that is so based on the bulk of evidence which we are seeing here, it is reasonable to assume this is the result of God.
1: that you.
2: Yeah, so first of all, the second you say something like it's reasonable to assume, you don't understand what reason is. And yes, I do want to make this a debate about evidence because I think that's what debates should be. If you're going to say something is true, you should be presenting the evidence for it. So, yes, I'm going to make this a debate about evidence. I'm not running away from the science of it. It's just that I pointed out what is and isn't relevant to the truth of whether or not Islam is true. The fact that you keep pointing to things that are scientifically consistent from your perspective – is irrelevant to whether or not the foundational tenets of Islam are true. I don't know how many times I can just repeat that. But you seem to be upset that I didn't do the exact same uh, opening statement that I did for Kenny. Now, I explained at the beginning why I did that, because I think that would be incredibly lazy of me uh, to just come in and say the same things. But it's the exact same subject. Literally, is Islam true? This is the same subject. If you want to bring up something so desperately that you think I said— Why didn't you do it? And why didn't you counter any of those things in your opening statement? Were you sitting here trying to set a trap? Some of us are able to focus on a number of different things at once. And so when I decided, hey, I'm going to debate this exact same subject again, there's no reason for me to repeat what I've already said. I'm not a religious apologist. I don't have to come in and say the same shit week after week after week after week. I can address other things because my job here, my goal here, is to educate people about fallacies, like the argument from ignorance, about appeals to authority, about you repeatedly saying, oh, here's somebody who told us a bunch of stuff. How do you explain that? Well, the issue here is not, do you have an alternate explanation for, it's because God told him. The issue is, can you show that God told him and
0: you can't? Hmm. Yeah, so... He wants to turn this into a debate about evidence. And I've already pointed out, you know, like I said, he is, and, and I'm telling it to you to your face. Not, uh, I'm sorry. Am I talking? or Who's talking? I think he's. It's your turn. It's your turn. okay. I just I nodded. Matt thinks he's talking. I, okay, no, he got I, I just nodded. I didn't say a word. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was, got confused. Never mind. <laughs> All confused right. See, I've already said the the scientific evidence of the Qur'an is unchallengeable, and it's undeniable. Yes, there is something very significant about the Qur'an and science. Many people have tried to make claims, oh, but the Qur'an contradicts science, you know, sperm comes from the backbone and the ribs, and they bring up all of these fallacious arguments, but they're also watching the debates, and they're watching these arguments getting destroyed one by one. So now, you know, and I, I called it out from the very beginning, and the very start of this discussion. I, thought I was very surprised he would even show up tonight to challenge the scientific miracles of the Quran, Because the atheists and all these people are now watching these debates. And they're seeing, oh my God, there is validity to the scientific miracle narrative here. So I'm going to leave that alone. It looks like that is a case which is closed now. I think... Um, you know, uh, the case has been made on that. So now, and you're right. I didn't address a lot of the things in your, in your 10 minutes because I was, I was, I was moving, kind of moving in for the kill. You know, uh, you know, to use the science of the Quran to basically prove that there is something supernatural. Now, you did say something, right? Well, I can't really prove it's it's a God, but what we can prove, on math, is there is something supernatural because a mere human being in the desert cannot be the author of so many scientifically correct statements, and then turn around and have this power to 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 rehabilitate millions of prisoners in the prison system and making them better human beings as the research showed and to and to bring happiness and good in our life based on the study which i presented to you like wait a second how is one guy doing all this you know and and so and so when we say look this could be the result of god is very reasonable
2: so you you just said that you could prove that there is something supernatural and you follow that up by saying that you can prove there's something supernatural because a human being cannot get certain scientific things right, and inspire people to change their lives. Uh, that's just a bald assertion. You haven't demonstrated that that's not possible. I, I see everything points to the conclusion that it is possible, and the fact that you're denying other religions doing the same thing, um, then that demonstrates that it's actually possible. And once again, you've expressed surprise that I even bothered to show up, which I find absurd, but I'm glad one of us did.
0: Well, I actually agree with what you're saying. You said basically uh, many people changing, you know, other religions can make the same claim that many people, they look at like we, we rehabilitated people. That doesn't prove it to be from God. I do accept that argument. That, that's absolutely valid. And I've said that from the very beginning. If we look at these individual occurrences, you can call the cops, which is what you're doing. You're calling the cops and saying, well, you can be explained. Yeah, of course you can. This, the miracle is not in the individual occurrence. The miracle is in the quantity and the quality. What do I mean by quality? Quality meaning if you look at the scientific arguments, I was not, you know, playing with a verse, interpreting it into there. And so when you actually look at the Quran, it doesn't say that I'm I'm reading science into the Quran or doing any of that kind of monkey business that you see other people doing that's so it's the quality. I, it is word for word agreement with modern science, and it's undeniable. So, so that's where the scientific miracle is. Now you said that, you know. Um, so, so the. But, but I want to get back to your point. Okay, well, other uh, religions can can do this as well, where they rehabilitate prisoners. Oh, that's true, and that's all the more reason why I'm not an atheist, because there is something out there that's doing this. You see, so that's that's actually kind of a death blow for your belief system. And so, uh, yeah, now, of course, that fact alone will not point to Islam. That's true. But when you start adding it all together, he also he also triggered a scientific, Muhammad triggered a scientific revolution called the Golden Age of Islam, which benefited all of humanity. Like, okay, wait a second. You're doing all this? This is why we say the Quran is a scientific miracle. It's not just, uh, you know, one or two occurrences which you can call the cops. Uh, it, it, it's a the miracle is in the quantity of it and the quality of it and so the point which I'm trying to raise to you when you see this miracle right before your very own eyes which is in the quantity and the quality not the individual occurrence Matt please get that right and so to say this is from God it's kind of reasonable
2: Yeah, don't suggest that I didn't get it right and that I was only talking about a single instance because ages ago I already said that the plural of anecdote is not data and that the truth isn't impacted by the number of people believe something or even the number of claims that they might get right. The number of claims that aren't tied to the foundations of Islam uh, is irrelevant. This is the whole purpose. I'm sorry that you didn't understand this, but the whole purpose of Hank's List is to – it was a parody that somebody wrote not a real per, not this wasn't about a real religion it's a parody of religions so that it is am, ambiguous uh, or uh, agnostic as to whether it's about islam or christianity or whatever else because it's not about any of them but it is about what you guys do which is you come in with a list and you say these things are right therefore these other things are right well the things that you're saying are right have nothing to do with those other things there could be a there could be hundreds of true statements in the quran And that doesn't tell you at all whether or not there is a God, whether it's Allah, whether Muhammad was a prophet of Allah, whether Muhammad was the last prophet of Allah, and whether the purpose of life is to worship God. All five things that you haven't even begun to even attempt to address at all. And when you say that, oh, you keep knocking atheism, oh, this is the death of your belief system. Well, my belief system with regard to atheism is not a belief system it's a position on a single issue to whatever extent i have a belief system um when it comes to epistemology it's skepticism when it comes to morality it's humanism and if you want to have a debate about which is better for the world humanism or islam i already said at the outset that i would be happy to do that but tonight's debate is supposed to be is islam true are you going to defend any of those five individual things or anything similar within Islam? to show that they are actually true, or are you just going to keep saying there's so much here that's remarkable, it must be God, because that is a fallacious argument. I don't know how else to explain logical fallacies to you and your friends, but you guys keep committing them. The way to reach truth is not through a path of how else can you explain this? That's a logical fallacy. Are you going to defend the truth of Islam or not? Because now we're just wasting time. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, right now you're attacking a straw man. I never argued it because we see all the miraculous things in the Quran and with Prophet Muhammad, it must be God. I never said that. I said it's a reasonable now it's a very reasonable conclusion. It's actually it's the most smartest conclusion to assume that there that, that this that there is a God. And uh, again, you know, like I said, some of the issues. You're right. I didn't exactly address them because I was too busy, you know, focusing on the science of the Quran. But now I'll do my best to to uh, to answer the rest of these questions here. Um, <clears throat> you know, I never asked a question. How else can you explain this? The, the issue, you know, I never said that. I said we could call the cops. That explains one or two or three occurrences, but it can't explain all of it. So we do have something supernatural in Islam. Now, one of your questions, well, how do you know the rest of it is true? Uh, so, so one of the promises made in the Quran is that Allah will actually protect this book, okay? And it will protect it from corruption, which the other books, uh, um, you know, is not there. And so one of the falsification tests of that is actually to find scientific contradictions in it. Because I can tell you what, in all the other books... Whether it's the Bible, whether it's the book of Galen or all the other, you will find scientific contradictions, but you will never find that with the Quran. The Quran is in complete harmony with modern science. And that facts now now that now when we look at that bulk of that evidence, that actually matches up with the promise Allah gave us in the Quran that He will protect this book from corruption. So so again we see confirmation of what the Quran is teaching us so the point which i'm trying to make to you is when you look at the bulk of evidence there, something has to answer for the supernatural uh uh you know quality of the quran a mere human being cannot do all of this he cannot be the author of all of these scientific statements so we need to now find a good answer for that so god is very reasonable and it's really the best answer now you could of course it may be the martians aliens possibly but the god one actually does make more sense and we can go into explain why that makes more sense out of all the and supernatural possibilities time
1: sure
2: so i understand it um you actually did say and i wrote it down as you said it and somebody can rewind how do you explain that you you literally did and then you just denied it a little while ago instead of denying stuff especially if it's if it's at least in the spirit of what you've been saying over and over again and it's literally what you said that people can rewind to maybe just suck it up But when you say that God is the most smartest conclusion to assume, um, the debate's over. Most smartest is silly already, but conclusion to assume, that's not the way conclusions work. You don't just assume things. This is what you keep doing. You keep assuming that no man could do that. You keep asserting that it's the case. No man could do this and assuming that it's the case, but you don't ever demonstrate it. You haven't presented any argument or evidence that, that a single man couldn't write a book that impacted people's lives and included true statements. You can't. And and your assertion that this must be supernatural is without cause as well. It's without any justification as well. Um, God doesn't explain anything, and the supernatural isn't something you just get to assert. I mean, you you talk about how the Quran will be protected and and protected from corruption. Um, Well, the Bible says the same thing, even though we know that that's not true. But... I don't care about the bible because i'm not a christian but i will tell you that when it comes to scientology for example they still have the original copies in their founders handwriting and so that's one way to protect it from corrupting is god protecting scientology from corruption but the fact whether or not something becomes corrupt or altered or whatever is also not evidence that there is in fact a god protecting it you keep coming up with these things Ooh, there's a whole bunch of claims here no human being could do that therefore god Ooh, the book is still in the, we still have the the original and we still are are true to the original. That that just couldn't be the case unless there's a God. You keep making all these assertions that something could not be the case unless there's a God. Well, God is not a candidate explanation until you demonstrate that God is real, period. It doesn't even get to be, when we say, here's a dead body, what is the explanation for this? If you say God did it, then the question is, how do you know there is a God? How do you know that God can do this? And you point to all those things. Could God have killed somebody? If a God exists, certainly a God could kill somebody. But the fact that you have a dead body is evidence of a dead body. It's not evidence that a God did it. So you have to show how and why God is a valid candidate explanation before you get to go running to it's the best explanation because it doesn't explain anything. Yeah. It's an attempt to solve a mystery with a mystery. Mm-hmm.
0: So so you're saying it's a mystery now. Um, so, so basically I think... Uh, let me see if I can just very quickly correct you on some of the misunderstandings you have about the Bible. I don't think the Bible uh, says that, you know, no that this book cannot be corrupted by man. I, at least I'm not aware of any any verse like that. So the, And I never said, look, it, it's, not, it's uncorruptible, therefore it's from God. No, my argument was, look, the fact that the Quran is incomplete, harmony with modern science, that is consistent with the claim and the promise which the Quran made that Allah will protect it um where we are right now uh with the quran is that it is supernatural that's indisputable based on the scientific evidence i present and, and let's say we uh, we assign probability to the possibility of getting all this stuff right the probability of of giving us a cure for covid ebola and 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 the probability of getting the right dosage on the drug of alcohol which is none <laughs> which can which saved all these children from, from the curse or from, from the disease of fetal alcohol syndrome. Uh, let's just say it's, it's 50% of getting all this stuff right. As you can see, I'm being very charitable here. Well, when you do like, let's say I gave you eight scientifically correct statements there. Well, now that so that's the probability of you getting it right every time is now 1 over 64, which is very improbable. And I have more scientific evidence. And then you turn around and start a scientific revolution. Then you have this power in you to rehabilitate millions of prisoners, which your atheism doesn't do anything. (laughs) And then you have the uh, ability to bring this, this sense of oneness and happiness to people. Muslims are number one among all the different beliefs. So we're like, wait a second one human being can't be doing all this stuff okay that doesn't make no sense so now we have so now the only option there is something supernatural there is something which is causing this to happen so we i cannot prove that it is god who's doing that yes you're right matt but what i can say that's the most intelligent explanation for the facts. It makes sense, and it's really the best explanation. And when we see things like the cure for COVID and all these things, it's consistent with the God.
2: There there was absolutely nothing new in there that he hasn't repeated four or five times, and absolutely nothing in there that addresses the truth of the tenets of Islam. I have no comment.
1: We're gonna jump into the Q&A, folks. Wanna say, if you happen to have a question, feel free to fire it into the old live chat with at Modern Day Debate. Otherwise, if you put it into a super chat, those get bumped to the top of the list. Want to do a couple of quick housekeeping things as I'm setting up this QA. In particular, our guests are linked in the description. If you would like to hear more from our guests, you certainly can by clicking on those links. That includes at the podcast, as Modern Day Debate has a podcast, and we put our guest links there as well. So if you're listening via the podcast, hey, check them out there too. And with that, thank you very much for your question. This one first coming in from the Buff Guy says for Nadir. Quran twenty five sixty one says, "Blessed be He who hath," then parentheses skipped some text says, "placed therein a great lamp and a moon, giving light." So does the moon emit light?
0: So um, so I, I like I like what's going on over here. So now people are doing the atheists in the audience. They're doing damage control. They're now trying to find errors in the Quran, which which Matt was not able to do so tonight. Well, he tried those arguments with Kenny, uh, but he wouldn't try those That's arguments with me. So, That's a lie. That's a lie. Okay, so you did bring up issues of scientific errors with Kenny, didn't you? A- uh, actually,
2: actually, well, if you go back and listen to my opening with Kenny, mm-hmm. I listed things and said I'm not going to bother addressing those. They show up in a bunch of okay. lists. I listed a bunch of things off, and we didn't talk about them because we didn't get to talk about anything yeah. in my opening.
1: Uh, so you clearly, clearly didn't pay
2: that much attention to what actually happened. I was addressing things that Kenny said for the entire debate. We never went over that list, and I didn't present that list. As a matter of fact, I specifically said I wasn't presenting that list.
0: I People saw go, you in that video. You're in the Quran. To said that everything. People can go watch there. it. I don't need to debate false. with you about what I actually wrong. said.
2: You, you lied about what I said. They can go watch it themselves. Okay.
1: This yeah. one from right. Sommer says. Nadir, when you debated J.F., he offered an explanation for Muhammad's supposed divine knowledge. Do you accept his standard of "quote-unquote" loose inspiration as a more plausible explanation than your proposal?
0: I don't. I don't know what loose inspiration is. I guess um, uh, that guy didn't make any sense. You know, he was also another one of these atheist carcasses that the Quran and science has left behind. Uh, but I like that. I like the questions because people are now coming to the conclusion there is something special about the science of the Quran so people so you know and i think just by the mere question which he asked he he's he's, he's bringing himself he's bringing his will to admit that now you know you have to forgive me because i don't know what loose inspiration meant but this is my point atheists are now beginning to see validity in the Quran and science narrative
1: you got it. This one coming in from do appreciate your question. Two seconds. My computer is just spazzing here. Gregory06 says, did you hear about the would-be train conductor that killed the engineer over failing his operator's exam? Talk about a locomotive. This one coming in from, I have to read them. This is from Abel says, let's see. Sunflower needs to cope. Boris, there's a feud in the chat. Boris Kudoko, thanks for your question, says for Nadir, do you accept that Islam could have done it and yet be fantasy? That is everything you said caused people to do.
0: No, I, I don't think fantasy can can save millions of children from fetal alcohol syndrome, um, you know, based on the scientific research, which I showed you. I don't think fantasy is going to give you the cure for covid. Ebola, I don't think fantasy is gonna be able to bring three scientifically correct statements So again, like this goes back to we see this the, this Amazing thing about the Quran when we see people coming out of the prisons not committing crimes not robbing your homes Not stealing your cars and doing all those terrible things. That's reality You know, that's reality you have to deal with here So that's why I say when you look at God That's the most sensible option to explain the scientific miracle of the Holy Quran
2: Yeah, the Quran doesn't provide a cure for COVID or Ebola. And to whatever extent it provides a preventative cure, it's the same preventative cure as don't do anything. Because you haven't demonstrated that Ebola and COVID came from eating the meat of things with fangs. But even if it did, that's not a cure for that. So stop. So you take something which would be reasonable to say, which is the Quran has a, has a a prohibition against alcohol and suggests that it might cause problems. Fine, cool. But then you twist it when you get hurried and you decide to exaggerate, which is the Quran has uh, give, give you the cure for COVID and Ebola. That's simply not true. The Quran does not the have a cure. The Quran, to, the Quran does not have a cure for COVID uh, or Ebola. So stop exaggerating. There's no damage control here. It's called a debate. I'm not going to let you I'll get away with saying stuff that's not true.
0: <laughs> but thanks for interrupting. We don't want. To, like, I'm interrupting you because we don't want to now debate it in the question and answer time, Matt. Okay, you, have you don't get to debate me just
2: because you don't want me to say something. You don't get to interrupt me just because you don't want to say something. You had your time for debate. Now it's Q&A. You
0: should yes, have shown Q&A. up for the debate. I don't want to start this debate over again when I gave you the opportunity. You don't
1: get a debate over again. You didn't do anything this time. Right. This one coming in from Industrial Nerd says, Nadir, what's wrong with bacon?
0: Oh, okay. So the, the Quran prohibits pork. Um, i think is is the answer is is, is the question um you know if we look at from a scientific point of view you're not going to find really you know a whole lot there which is going to uh you know prohibit you know which says bacon is wrong uh this is a religious prohibition you know now also i want to point out to you it's conditional meaning if truly you are starving truly there's nothing else to eat you can definitely eat pork, you can definitely drink alcohol, if truly, to, to save your life. In fact, even some Muslim scholars were mentioning that to hunt uh, wild boar, cut the, kill the kill them and, and give them meat to, to, to the meat to the non-Muslims, that's perfectly fine, and I, and I believe in that myself. Um, one thing, in fact, a thought which came to my mind, I think what would be a very good debate, which maybe Matt would be interested in, is Islam and slavery, I think that would be a very interesting debate, and I would be interested to know if you would be willing to debate that, Matt.
2: Is Islam against slavery or for no, slavery?
0: No, Islam and slavery, basically.
2: I- is Islam for sa- slavery?
0: Well, you know, you debated Christians on the is topic Is Islam slavery. for slavery? Why do you never answer the question oh, that's I'm asked? Oh, I'm
2: sorry.
0: Uh, <laughs> your question. That's fine. Oh, I would say no.
2: No, I'm not either, so there's nothing to debate. That's oh, okay. so coming no, in from, from
1: okay. Anton Gomez. says Nadir. I'm no vegan, but would you advocate for the slaughter of animals during the hajj to be banned? What about Matt? I think they're asking, what about Matt's opinion on this?
2: One more time, because it said for Nadir at the beginning, so I I stopped after it was about bacon.
1: Yeah, they said, would you advocate, or would you, they said, I'm no vegan, but would you advocate for the slaughter of animals during the hajj to be banned? I think they are saying,
0: you know, suggesting I'm, that I'm trying to I'm trying to understand how that is really relevant to this debate tonight. So I'm just I'm just going to pass. I just don't see the relevance of it.
2: That's a good dodge. Um, I would be opposed to banning slaughter of animals um, just for religious practices. Yeah.
1: This one from Mike Tyson says, Nadir, does the sun go under the throne of Allah?
0: Yes. Again, uh, you know, this is coming from the Hadith of Prophet Muhammad, where it said that the sun actually prostrates under the throne of Allah. Now, by the way, that is scientifically correct. Uh, I wish this would have been, it would have been raised in the debate, and I could show you how that is actually correct. The sun does make a prostration movement. Um, and uh, maybe later on, if I get time, I, can, I don't know if I have time right now to actually share. I could probably uh, go into that. But, um, well, it's simply
2: not true because okay, science well, has nothing to say about the true, throne I'm of Allah. I'm
0: going to have to go into it. <laughs> so, but uh, it's going to take me a minute to pull up my notes here. So That's I've fine. A as soon
2: as you find any scientific okay. findings that reference the throne of Allah, then you can say that, yes. that that's close to true. But there are no science. There's no science about the throne of Allah. Okay. So what you're doing is you massaging an interpretation uh, to say that it prostates. No, you but you, you said that science confirms that the sun okay. goes under the throne of Allah. That's also not true. That is false. No, no. no. You can say no, 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 all you want, but come up with the science that references throne of Allah, and that will prove me wrong. I'll bet you $100
0: you can't. Can I share my desktop? I'm ready. uh, Okay. So I didn't talk about that the science is confirming the throne of Allah. I was talking about the the movement of the sun over here. So, you know, this is talking about the prostration of the sun over here. Now, this is actually... um, It says over here, this is an article from EarthSky.org. It talks about the sun, because, you know, the sun also has an orbit. It says, you can think of the sun's motion as being more like a horse going up and down on a carousel. Okay, now that's very similar to prostration. Now, this is prostration. The sun prostrates under the throne of Allah. So that is actually in agreement with what we know with modern science. So, again, you you know, you can just hit pause on your YouTube video, get this reference I got here, earthsky.org, and, and you can read more about this carousel movement of the sun.
2: I don't see anything there about the throne of Allah.
0: The throne of Allah is not something we need to prove scientifically. But that's well, then don't say that science debate.
2: proves that it prostates under <laughs> the throne of Allah, and then say, <laughs> we don't need to prove that part, because that just means you're lying again. I'm lying. All right.
1: this you one are. You from- Jacob Grosek says, Nadir, it seems that you forgot to define Islam. Are we to believe that Islam is primarily about having knowledge of internal waves, talking ants, and the downsides of alcohol consumption?
0: Yeah, that's true. I I didn't really go into what is the belief of, uh, you know, what, I went straight into the evidence, and that's on me, that's my fault. So basically, to sum up very quickly, what is Islam? It is to believe in one God who doesn't have like these co-gods or other gods, demigods that you have to worship to get to that one true God. There's this direct connection with God. And the message of Islam, it's not a new new message. This is something which all the prophets have came to teach from, from Abraham, Moses, and even Jesus himself. And, what and, and the main focus of Islam, when it comes to the concept of God, is to pull people away from the worship of other things, whether it's human beings, uh, idols, amulets, and, and bring them to that one true God. This is how you're going to get salvation. And, and to believe in Muhammad as a true prophet, to believe in his books, to believe in the angels. And if you can believe in this, and what, what God expects for you is prayer. Establish the prayer, believe in this one God, and don't worship anything else. Now, Islam brings many compelling evidences why you shouldn't worship anything other than God himself. So that's in a nutshell what Islam is.
2: And it would have been really cool if, in a debate about is Islam true, you would have defended the truth of any of those things that you just defined as what Islam is, but you didn't. Not even close. Didn't even address them.
1: This one coming in from Chris G. Thanks for your channel membership support. Says, thanks, Matt. And thanks, Nidia, for being here. Howdy, James. Thanks, Chris G., for your support. That means a lot. And this one coming in from Goblin Lord X says, considering most leavened bread. <clears throat> has alcohol content, why is this not restricted for consumption similar to drinking in moderation? And they said in parentheses, leavened bread, they said what most people think of when someone says bread.
0: Well, well, I don't know too much about the science of leavened bread, but uh, a lot of times when you cook, the alcohol actually gets... uh, uh, like for example, when you use alcohol in cooking, like with wine, the alcohol actually dissipates. So I'm wondering if this would be the same uh, case in, in this regard. But if there's really if there's alcohol, which something which can intoxicate you, then I would say we, you should you should not eat that bread and, and go for something which is alcohol free. Now I, I eat bread all the time, and uh, I, as far as I know, there's no alcohol in it. But also it, it also goes back to if there's some medic- medicinal purpose. If there's something to save your life, then this is something completely, then, then it's okay to, 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 to uh, consume alcohol for those, uh, for those purposes.
1: This one coming in from, do appreciate it, Gregory06 says, Nadir, you take results, in parentheses, lack of negative consequences from alcohol and apply it to the initial reason for the passage with zero evidence of intent, affirming mm-hmm. the consequent. Same for your other arguments.
0: Yeah so th- this is another another attempt to do damage control. So what to put in a nutshell what he's saying is you got to state the reason. If you want to claim Islam is agreeing with science, give us the reason that he really meant to save all those children from fetal alcohol syndrome. So this is a reinterpretation spin. They're reinterpreting what it means to agree. Okay? So this is Part of that great Islamic debate victory, because now it's not the Muslims who's playing the silly interpretation games. It's now that the tables have turned, and now it is the atheists who are spinning and trying to create these ridiculous interpretations, you know, on what it means to agree with science. In Islam, it actually did give you the reason for alcohol ban. Remember, the good of it, I'm sorry, the bad of it outweighs the good. That was word for word agreement with modern science. So in that case, yes, it did give you the reason. But in many of the agreements with science, it didn't give you the reason. But that doesn't change the fact that it did agree with science. So I think that's very interesting how now, look, who's the, the um, astonishing role reversal. Who is playing the silly interpretation game? Because normally what's supposed to happen is the atheist shows, look, the Bible has scientific contradiction in it. Then the Bible says, that's metaphorical. That's allegorical. And they... Put this, this interpretation delusion. So one's giving fact, fact, fact. One's giving interpretation, interpretation, interpretation. Now it's this the atheist who is playing that interpretation game.
2: Yeah, atheists wouldn't bring up the Bible in a debate with Muslims. I don't know why you keep trying to do that. But this fantasy no, world no, that I'm you're living in, that. there's no need for damage control when no damage has been
1: done. This We've one coming in damage here. Do appreciate it. <laughs> Jacob Grosek brought up the argument where he had said, that the talking ants and the downsides of alcohol consumption don't seem to be central tenets of Islam. And then said, Matt, for example, what are a couple of unique Islamic claims that a future Muslim debater might address or build a case for? Well,
2: I would say that it would be nice. if Well, let's just go with what he just said, that the core principles or the core tenets or the foundations of Islam is that to believe in one God, and to pull people away from worship of other gods, and to, um, whoops, I can't read what that one is, but that Muhammad is the prophet, and um, to accept the angels in the book. um, All of those things that he described as what Islam is would have been really nice if anybody would defend those things instead of what they're actually defending, which is some kind of conglomerate case that because of the 23 things in the book, these 17 are correct and not tied to those, that we should just go ahead and accept the rest of those as well mm-hmm. that is fallacious reasoning i'm well, it's well, not my fault that it's a fallacy
0: yeah no th- w- w- what you're doing you're just coming up with reasons for running away from the science of the what court. i'm doing is identifying is fallacies and you're dodging do. afterwards this is not a debate on the oneness of god if that was to, a to be debated, I would have done that. Okay. This is a debate. You have to show to up to defend that. your
2: position to debate it.
0: <laughs> you know, the, the issue is why we believe from. in Islam, and I presented the evidence. There's no, the issue is not
2: that. why to believe in Islam. The issue is, is Islam true, which you avoided? Yeah. Based on
0: the preponderance of, of this the evidence, coming yes. In from
1: Gregory 06 says, Nadir, we get diseases from eating other animals that mm-hmm. Islam doesn't prohibit eating. Look at other religions that claim scientific accuracy and why you don't believe those religions, all ad hoc rationalizations like Mm -hmm. yours.
0: So uh, I think the first question was, what about other religions having scientifically correct statements? Uh, Well, first of all, even if true, it would not change my argument. I have no problem with seeing another religion which is scientifically correct. Well, that would... That would uh, only increase my belief that, oh, there is something wrong, there is something supernatural out there. But I have looked at the other religions. The other religions are marred with scientific contradictions, scientific errors. And the proof is in the pudding. Look at here on modern day debate. Where are the Christians? Why are the Christians not debating science in the Bible? You know why? Because they know that the scientific errors of the Bible are laughable. They're, and they're indefensible. That's why you can look as far as your eyes can see, and all these Christian apologists that you see over here—they got these big YouTube page—they will all run away from the topic of Bible and science. And, but they got from... their so-called apologist reason. So, so, and, and, that, and the first part of your question—I forgot the first part uh, Man, about this. Keep you track
1: here. All right, let's yeah. see. I'm sorry. <laughs> they, they. Little... Jacob Grosec yeah. asked Nadir on December twenty-sixth, two thousand four. There were earthquake-induced tsunamis that killed two hundred and twenty-seven thousand people. Why do you think that God didn't have Muhammad prophesy of this event rather than on internal waves?
0: Yeah. So, so what we now I remember this is very much related to the first question. Why do these bad things are happening? Allah could have stopped those. Allah, but He just chose internal waves. He said this is ad hoc reasoning that you know. Uh, I forgot the ad hoc. What was the question on that? Oh yeah, why there are other animals you can eat and those things will make you sick yet they're not condemned in the Quran. So the answer to all of this is God is under no obligation to give you the cure for 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 uh, you know diabetes or something like that. He's under no obligation to 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 do all this wonderful thing. So when you do see something good in Islam, like for example, the cure for COVID, the cure for Ebola. Uh, the, the 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 cure for fetal alcohol syndrome. When you do, you should be thankful and grateful. So yes, Islam did not condemn everything, but that does not disprove that there is not a God. When you see evil things happening and terrible things, so the the sum of what your argument here is: why do bad things happen to good people, like earthquakes? True, these things uh, these things do happen, and what we believe is that there are tests which happen in this world, and. Part of living in this world is is passing this test, okay? But that is true. That's a, So now we're going away from the science into philosophy. And so I think that's the best explanation of why we see bad things happen to good people.
1: This one from Mike Tyson says, Question to Nadir. Muhammad said to drink camel urine, but camel urine is harmful and causes MERS. Why is it halal and alcohol haram? I'm probably mm-hmm. pronouncing those wrong. Sorry, that they say, what is the logic to this? That mm-hmm. namely that alcohol is not allowed and that drinking camel urine is. So cured.
0: the yeah, so the misrepresentation of uh, of what our texts teach. I, I've seen I've seen all these so-called claims, you know, that camel urine and this was for medicinal purposes. Let me share the Hadith, which you are actually referring to. So they will quote the Hadith about to drink the urine of the camel, but they will hide and and, and the, the the next sentence over here they did so and after and after they recovered from their ailment and became healthy so the so that part they don't actually quote from you. So again when you live in a desert environment actually just let me go back let me go back one step. Just just open your TV and you'll see other people be drinking their own urine. You'll see other and you me give you an example you'll see all these uh, survival experts like bear grills and other than them Drinking urine. Here is uh, uh, here. I want to show you one case study. This one guy, you know, he was I guess stuck inside some uh, I don't know some building or something like that. I guess he some building collapsed. And they asked, "Well, how did you how did you survive for so long?" Students drinks. Yeah, here's the article I'm talking about. Drinks urine to survive five days locked in solitary confinement without food. Okay, because 95 percent of the urine is, is going to be water. So in a desert survival situation. Okay? It makes sense. So the part about this for medicinal, for it to save, uh, you know, people in this environment, that part they skip. Islam teaches to drink urine. False. Please read it in the proper context. Look at the references which I'm po- which I'm pointing out to you have other people. And you can just turn on the TV right now and see a lot of people are drinking urine to survive in the desert.
2: Yeah, except Bear Bear Grills is a fraud with no expertise. But you're, you're right; most urine is sterile or close to sterile. So I don't even disagree with that. I just find it funny that you decided to cite Bear Grills, who's a TV show, uh, a reality TV show star, who's a fraud, <laughs> not real survivalist. As if that's science. That's not science, Nadir. Not at all.
1: Is from from Jacob Gross. Says Matt. Assume that Nadir demonstrated that. The Quran did mention scientifically provable facts that cannot be explained by Nadir's COPS. Does this imply supernatural intervention? If not, what should our conclusion be?
2: Yeah, if it did, our conclusion should not be anything supernatural. So I have done an entire video about um, supernatural claims. I, it, Supernatural claims are untestable and unfalsifiable. And at no point can we ever say we've ruled out all naturalistic explanations. Therefore, it must be supernatural. That is fallacious reasoning. It is not evidence for the supernatural. So the conclusion in in the hypothetical scenario that you said uh, you suggested is that we should conclude we don't know what the explanation is. And saying I don't know seems to be the most difficult thing for religious people to do.
0: Okay, so I like your, your last statement is, look, I don't know what is the source of why we see all the scientific information, these great things in Islam. Let us agree on that. there is no natural explanation where you no sir to I, I accepted a hypothetical let me, let me, let, let, you let don't me, get to take my acceptance of a hypothetical okay. question okay.
2: and portray he's, he's it as if I agreed with you okay. that there's no Man, natural explanation okay. I think there so, so, are natural explanations dude, for everything we, you said We
0: tried to debate this okay and I gave you ample time You didn't to debate anything the challenge.
2: and you do not okay. get to saddle me well, by accepting James a hypothetical question talk. as if I
1: accepted he, your point. What was it that uh, see, you were saying, Nadir?
0: Yeah, the issue here is you got to provide a nat- and I and I and I hammered uh, Matt on this point. You got to provide some kind of natural explanation for all why a human being is making all these scientifically correct statements. We heard the debate. He wasn't able to do so, okay? He backed away from that. And not not, not him, but as well all the other atheists. So there is something which is unique and spectacular when it comes from from a scientific point of view about Islam. And atheists need to think about it, ponder over it, and come up with a good answer. And when you you do that, you're going to see God is very reasonable.
2: No, we're not. That's a fallacy. I pointed it out. No matter how many times you say it, it's a fallacy.
1: This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Jordan Laborde says, Christianity says Islam is false. The Bible condemns the eating of meat eaters. These miracles are unhelpful to proving the case for Islam's veracity
0: uh, so, so let me uh, let's just first make it very clear what the Bible actually says about meat consumption because I think you are wrong. see the, there is good statements in the in the Jewish Old Testament. But the New Testament comes and ruins everything. So basically, Jesus removes all all restrictions on meat consumption. Let me share my desktop here very quickly here, and uh, and so one of the reasons why Muhammad said that it is to correct the scientific error of the Bible. So this is an article right here from um, God Questions, very reputable Christian article. He goes in and you can you can read over here. What does the Bible say about food about food? jesus declares all food clean later god gave the apostle peter vision uh that formerly unclean animals could be eaten so basically and this is a disastrous mistake that's why in the next article i'm going to show you right over here when you look at who's eating the monkey who's eating the bats they're christians who are doing that let me get that article in front of you right here uh yeah this one right here uh this is christians all over the world eating monkey and it grows by country by country. And sure enough, when you get to the Islamic world, this article actually, this is Muslims do not eat monkey because of their religion. And where do I have a link for this? I'll have to find my link. I can't find it. But um, uh, this is another article of this Christian woman eating monkey. Some librarian Christians eat monkey meat for spiritual reasons. So the, to, the point here is, no, there are no restrictions on animal consumption in the New Testament. The New Testament dra- uh, uh, removed all these restrictions, causing the terrible pandemics to happen. Muhammad comes 600 years later and corrects this mistake.
1: This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Mojo Magic says, I donate this super chat for a debate between the same people on the same topic without a two minute back and forth, and instead as just an open discussion. What are your thoughts well, we out can, there, we, folks, in the live chat? Let us know if you well, liked it. That, didn't that's like not a it, good idea. If you're ambivalent, been, yeah.
2: But, yeah. Open uh, discussion would be terrible.
1: That's,
2: know, that's sarcasm, don't do that by because,
0: the way. You know, as we saw, Matt gets very angry when he gets cornered, and so I don't want this. I haven't been cornered
2: much. or angry. Yeah. Yeah. Stop lying. Yeah. It's, it's obvious to everybody.
1: This I one th- yeah, from but we could do open Gregory discussion. Everyone it the same. Says, did you hear about the? We got that one. Hunter Avalon. Good to see you, Hunter. I hope you're doing well. Says, does Nadir know that filling in unknowns with God is just fallacious?
0: No, it's not fallacious. What we are left with is that we have no natural explanation for all of the scientific evidence in Islam. So there is something what which we have to explain. How can a man 1400 years ago in the desert and he's and supposedly based on our historical records he's an illiterate man okay is coming up with all the scientific evidence not only that but starting a scientific revolution to benefit all of humanity helping all the prisoners in the in the doing all this good so we got to come up with an explanation for this and maybe you could say okay well you have to add a little bit of faith at this point well considering the bulk of evidence now we can have faith that it is Allah who is doing all of this. And that's perfectly fine. This is faith backed with evidence, real hard evidence. But the question which the atheists need to explain, if you are not saying that it's God who's doing this, then you got to come up with a sensible explanation, because natural explanations don't work, for the supernatural uh, uh, attribute of this Quran. And if you can find me something smarter or better than God, I'm willing to listen to it. Yeah, meanwhile,
2: it, you can't. it is a fallacy, and that's the sixth or seventh time you've asked, how do you explain it, even though you lied and said you didn't say that, and now you're doing it again. Why do you keep lying?
1: This one coming in from, do appreciate your question, Imran, let me know if I'm pronouncing that right, says, has Nadir looked into science predictions in Hindu texts? or other religious texts, or from Nostradamus, for example? If so, how do they differ from the Islamic ones? And if he hasn't looked, why not?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we'll start with the Hindus. Uh, Well, look here on Modern Day Debate. Look wherever, for the last, I've been doing apologetics since 1994. All of the Hindu gurus and, and, and monks, they've all ran away due to the scientific errors in their book. Because they cannot defend sati, the burning of women at the stake for, for being divorced. They cannot defend the caste system in their religion. They cannot defend all the uh, you know things which we see in their religion in terms of scientific evidence. I'm not, don't, you don't have to trust me. Take a look and show me where is Hinduism and modern science to be. They're all, you will never find anything. It's Islam which is leading the debate on this topic. Why? Because we know our book is scientifically accurate. We know it's miraculous. So there's no point of considering that. There's no point of even having a debate on on Hinduism and and scientific errors because there are no Hindus to debate that. The gurus will never come forward because they know they're like the Christian. They know there are problems with their book. (laughs) They know caste system is indefensible in light of all these people over here. You know, so uh, I, I hope that that answers the, the question uh, which you asked.
1: Yudaf not says, Nadir, why didn't the Quran know that grown men marrying nine-year-olds isn't good for their
0: health? Mm-hmm. So in the Quran, there is nothing about child marriages, nor does Islam promote child marriages. Now, I would love to have debated that, Uh, You know, and and maybe there's some Christians or whoever want to debate me on that. That's perfectly fine. But no, Islam does not promote child marriage.
1: This one from Halfway Crook says, Spider-Man comics had a lot of true statements as well. Does that make them true in their core? Namely, Mm -hmm. that Spider-Man
0: exists. Yeah. Spider-man or um, you know Bart Simpson, you know there's another example, maybe that's a better example. Yeah, you will find some scientifically correct statements in in these other books or you know and, um, and some prophecies coming true from Nostradamus, from whether it's uh, I think what you meant to say actually there is is The uh, Simpsons not not not, not Spider-Man because there's nothing there's nothing miraculous about that. Uh, yeah, you will find some prophecies over there. but here's my point. That's all the more reason to assume that there is something out there, something, you know, which we can't explain, which is greater than ourselves, you know, that that is causing these prophecies to, uh, to happen. So this is only, so now that evidence doesn't prove and show Islam is true, but what that evidence does show, there is something supernatural out there. But what the Simpsons or whatever, you know, Nostradamus, what they cannot do, they cannot produce all the scientific evidence which I've presented to you and then start a scientific revolution which has benefited all of humanity. They can't do that. They cannot produce something that guides people in the, in the prisons, millions of prisoners, that changes their life for the better and that is also a wonderful benefit for humanity. The Simpsons cannot give you the cure, the preventive cure for AIDS, Ebola, and all the evidence which we have seen tonight
1: this one from Talizan Oberlander says Nadir if the Quran is a source for pre- preventative cures for many diseases why didn't it protect the muslim world from the black death relative to mm-hmm. other groups of people
0: Well actually it did you know there is actually a hadith um, which uh, I'll have to share with you sometime, which talked about killing the rats. So, this Black Death actually came from rats. But this goes back to the point where, when we, what well, the point here is, like, okay, they're acknowledging the scientific evidence that, yes, you do have these preventive cures. But what about the Black Death? As I have said before, Islam is not under no obligation or any religion or any belief to give you the cure for diabetes, to give you the cure for, for old age. Uh-huh. You know, so when you do see something good, like what we found in Islam today, then you should be thankful, you should be grateful that Allah shared this with us and gave this wonderful cure for us. So the fact that it's not giving cures for other things doesn't disprove my evidence.
1: This one coming in from do appreciate it. Endo says Nadir, in order to say it's more likely Muhammad's scientific claims are true given God exists, you have to know the prior probability of God existing. What is that prior probability?
0: Well, you know, there, there's so many debates. I've seen Matt's debates on, um, you know, on this as well. I only watch one, you know, about does God exist. So, you know, if we if we were just to say, look, at, um, you know, both case. I will be honest with you. Both sides make good cases. But even if you look at it, this the the belief the the argument for that there is a God does make more sense, okay? so that so the probability is that if you just look at it from that one point, the probability is more that there is a God out there due to the argument of the infinite regress. You know, there's got to be a starting point to all of what we're seeing here today, you know? and so, and so I think that's why it does not. so that does not contradict the, my conclusion here and the most reasonable conclusion that there is a God out there based on the scientific evidence of the Quran.
1: this one coming in from, do appreciate it. J.R. Ward says, Nadir, have you or will you consider that you might be wrong?
0: Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, that's what I'm here for. Look, I'm here to debate. And I mean, if there's one person in this, you know, in this world who who, who has considered this, who has studied the opposing arguments, it's the people who are doing debates. Okay, so you cannot compare me. To, uh, to, like say, a preacher or an evangelist who just want to brainwash people. This is the antithesis of brainwashing, to do debates and, 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 and go against atheist challengers. It just don't get no better than that, as the saying goes. So yeah. I'm the guy who is who is, uh, who is researching the counterclaim to see if Islam is right or wrong. The Quran and science challenge in which I presented was a great litmus test for it. That was a great falsification test. That the Quran is indeed in complete harmony with modern science.
1: This one finally a question for Matt, Free Naturalist. Thanks for your question. Said, I'm in Matt, the middle of a chess you, game. They said, Do you uphold to any idea of what caused the universe into existence?
2: No, I don't. Currently have an explanation for the cause of the current state of the universe. I'm happy to accept the scientific findings, and Big Bang cosmology seems to demonstrate a portion of it, but we don't have a complete. Picture and we can't go back beyond the plank time. So, as uncomfortable as it is, I'm not going to pretend like other people that I know what caused the universe. I'm just going to say that it exists. We've explored it as much as we can for now, and we need new information to be able to explore further if that's even possible. I don't get to just say, oh, we've spent a lot of time on this. Now we got to make up our mind. Let's use a little faith and say God did.
1: You got it. This one from Ultra says, quote unquote, damage control is just pointing out fallacious garbage how do you like them apples nadir all right this is
0: coming in from you know uh they're, they're 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 um they're throwing rotten tomatoes so these are the atheists who did not like how this debate went and so um you know what what's happening is now they're lashing out in the in, in you know in these comments which are, which are presenting but um, you know, one thing—an uh, uh, invitation I will have for Matt. Uh, I would like to see you upload this debate on your on your YouTube channel, and I'll do the same. Would you be willing to do that?
2: No, because it's part of Modern Day Debates. But what I do is I link directly to it from okay. my pa- from my Patreon to this debate, and I do it to promote the Modern Day Debates channel. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: You, uh, do you want me? Okay, hang on. I, are you daring me to upload this to my YouTube channel? James, can I have your permission to upload this entire debate to my YouTube channel?
1: You have permission.
2: Though. Thank you. Let's do a poll and see how many atheists are remotely disappointed in how this debate went. Good luck, Ndeir. Okay, thanks.
0: This one I'll from upload it tomorrow.
1: The Inedible Hulk says, Are you capable of saying, quote, unquote, Muhammad, without the honorific peace be upon him? You do realize how tiresome it is to hear or see in every reference.
0: Well, no, I don't think so. You know, but that's kind of like off topic.
1: This one coming in from Hunter Avalon strikes again, says it's not fallacious, or if it's not fallacious, why can't we fill in the blanks with virtually anything? Can't we say magic did it, Nadir?
0: Now, I really do like this question because... You could see that the questioner is now reconciling the scientific evidence of Islam. So he's coming up with other supernatural uh, explanations for what we see in Islam. So this is really, really good question because now he has conceded uh, the debate, uh, you know, and has seen the Islamic side. So now let me go ahead and answer that. Yes, yeah, that is one I mean, that is one probability. That's one possibility because now we need to talk about the supernatural. What's going on? What's causing this? But I think God is a better explanation. Why? Because magic is not going to give you uh, the type of cures which we have seen. Magic is, you can't look at history and look at the golden age of Islam, which Islam Muhammad started. You can't look at this. Oh, that's all magic. Can you go into your university and, and when they teach, every university teaches about the golden age of Islam, how Islam has benefited humanity in math, science. Uh, and then tell that to your teacher, that hell, you know, or your professor. This is all the work of magic. <laughs> it's the work of magic. You know, when you go to your professor and say, well, I see God's work in this. That makes so much more sense. and your And your professor will probably agree.
1: This one coming in from Dave says, thank you, Modern Day Debate, and James, for hosting these debates. And thank you so much to the speakers. Just want to say, just want to sincerely thank Matt for his patience with Nadir. (laughs) Okay. This one, Jacob Grosek says, Matt, Nadir, thank you both for your time and discussion. Appreciate that, Jacob, as well. And thanks, Dave, for your support. And the Inedible Hulk says, quote, filling in unknowns with God isn't fallacious, unquote, so, natural explanations in the past 1500 years is just an inconvenient coincidence that God didn't cover before, Nadir?
0: Mm-hmm. So, we are not, you know, where, where we are here, we don't have any natural explanation for what we see in Islam. Coincidence will not work because coincidence, what it means is something unexpected. Oh, look at that right there. I just agreed with Islam. Yeah, one or two you can, you, you can. Counted off as coincidence, okay. But once you start seeing it happen three or four times, now it's no longer coincidence. Why? Because you just saw it. part of what it means to be a coincidence is unexpected. You're surprised. Oh, look at this! <laughs> just agrees with science. Yeah, yeah. So, so no coincidence will not work here because you just saw it happen three times before in the past. How is it now that you're surprised that on the fourth time it's happening? No, you are not. Now you're expecting the fifth one to come because you just saw it happen four times in a row. So coincidence cannot explain it. Cops cannot explain this. So um, this canard all you're just filling an unknown with God. Uh, Okay, the, the issue here, I'm saying that's the best explanation here. Show me a better explanation. And so... Therefore, that's where faith comes And Now Allah is asking you, put some faith now. You see this is the best explanation? Go with it. And that's where I put my faith. And there's nothing wrong with that.
1: This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Montmont says, there are so many things wrong with Nadir's case. So I will just focus on one. Mad cow disease, listeria, etc. Every form of meat consumption carries zoonotic disease risks why focus on bats and monkeys nadir
0: it is not i who is focusing on bat and monkeys it is science who is focusing on bat and monkeys they are the ones i think i shared you the article who are giving you the prohibition of not eating these animals and I, i can share that article with you again uh as for cows and mad cows disease did science tell you not to eat cows sure you can get some diseases from this but the good of eating beef outweighs the harm which comes with it. So, from a scientific perspective, not eating cows is perfectly—I'm sorry, eating cows is perfectly fine. But I gave you the article about eating bats and monkeys. No, you should never eat these things due to the zoonotic diseases which jump from man uh, from animal to man, like mad cow disease.
1: This one coming in from. And I did send you an email, Nadir. Not that I I hate doing this. This is so, like, self-serving. I have to give credit to Matt because he links Modern Day Debate. Every single debate, he's either uploaded it or linked it. And so I, though you have permission, Matt, because it's always been that, like, you can upload the video. But, frankly, I personally like it even more when you link it to us. And ignore Nadir's challenge to, (laughs) quote-unquote, post it on your own channel.
2: I, I'll post it to my channel, but my Patreon, uh, I'll link it to, to Modern Day Debates to promote it. You got it.
1: Appreciate it. This one coming in from Mott says, there are so many things wrong with, n- oh, we got that one. Eight oh, by the way, minutes- is
2: there a closing statement time? Or are we just doing questions?
1: Yep, we've only got about, I anticipate about eight more minutes of questions. That's all we had for the format.
2: Oh, okay, because I had some closing, but that's fine.
1: If you guys would like like would both of you guys like to mm-hmm. do a quick closing
0: uh let's just do question and answers that's okay just finish up the questions and yeah
2: you this really don't want in. my closing going out on this debate
1: this one coming in from the inedible hulk strikes again says oh we got that one actually this one from cameron jensen says matt's gonna dunk all over in a deer by the time i listen to this i will be at work and this will be done but i already know who's going dilla hunting Matt's going Dilla hunting. Okay. <laughs> Is that a new That's meme? Not... The... Well, so what, are that, channel, what he's Matt? doing, he's
0: being a cheerleader. He's trying to, uh, you know, cheer on his team. Uh, but you know, I have not heard any slam dunk arguments from Matt tonight. He should have raised that. I said, look, Nadir, Matt raised this was you, and your argument was destroyed. Those are the type of questions I'm looking for.
2: Yeah, well, it, it doesn't help because all they can say is what I've already said, which is that you're arguing fallaciously you, you can't and you're, you're deflecting yourself. and distracting. Let constantly.
0: the audience choose. And now you're trying to pr- now
2: you're trying to <laughs> interrupt my response to you just the same way you don't want me to give a closing remark because okay. you know you're going to get demolished in the closing remarks.
0: Matt, let the audience um, decide if you really. I, I do a good let the audience decide. Today. What I
2: don't let is they you to, speak like, for, example, for me. They, I will keep talking over you if you keep, try to pretend that I'm not letting the audience decide. Of course, the audience could decide. I can't force anybody to think anything. But don't be pretending that I'm the cowardly one when you are. Uh,
0: you know, if you look at what the audience questions are questions they're asking, they're asking about how are we going to answer the supernatural. Uh, attribute of the Quran, and we had many questions like that. So these are people who are actually, I'd I assume they're your atheist people, they're actually agreeing with the conclusion of the Islamic evidence here. Wow. So uh, that, Just... and I pointed out, I was really happy to hear that, oh, thank you. And, and we're now, the discussion is now headed in the right direction, how do we explain, for then good reason, uh, explanations for the scientific miracle of the Quran. And we'd heard about magic, we heard about other things, and so, and so um, that's really, it's, it's a questioner. Let the audience decide who is raising the good arguments here.
1: This one from I killed I Earl says, If Islam doesn't promote child brides, how does Nadir explain Aisha?
0: Mm-hmm. So let us first see what Islam says in in relates to this, to this topic, okay? Um, let me pull up my notes over here on child brides here. Just one second.
2: not asking about what it says about child brides. They asked about Aisha. Yeah, You reflected last time this question came up, too. Last -hmm. time this question came up, you said, ah, Islam doesn't say anything uh, to support child marriage. Congratulations, that's not relevant. It's a, the point here, the question is, is, is it seems like it's a do as I say, not as I do. You dodged it last time. Let's see if you dodge it this time.
0: Sure. So let's see what Islam actually teaches in regards to who you should marry. It is true. The uh, Aisha at the time of marriage was nine years old to the Prophet Muhammad. Okay, now back then, child brides, this was something which was common. So this is not something which is just unique to Islam. However, what does Islam actually teach about uh, you know, about you know, marrying and finding your spouse? Does it say, okay, well, you know, you, you can just this is something which is recommended for everybody? No. Listen to this hadith over here. It says um Number one, it says over here, a virgin should not be given in marriage until her permission is sought. Now, I got kids. You know, I've got a 12 year old, a nine year old. None of them are looking to get married. Okay, so this is going to prevent child marriage if you follow this. Now, of course, you could try to coerce the kid and say, you're going to marry him and like these stories which we read, but that's not from Islam. Now, this is another uh, hadith over here. Who should you marry? Are you
2: suggesting them? that Aisha consented and that makes it fine?
0: He consented to this marriage yes and that, and, and that, that makes it that, that makes you, it
2: fine is that what you're saying that it's fine yeah, if a on, nine-year-old matthew, consents matthew, to marriage
0: let me just let me finish my position over here because what does Islam your position is us? a deflection i asked your question okay yes i would say that is fine because and i'll explain that but let me just cool. finish my i'm gonna go to and the, and the bathroom respond. while you tell
2: everybody how you're okay. supporting no, no, no. child marriage i will be right no, back
0: hold on no, no no i'm not doing that no, matthew please right. allow me to finish my point here okay what does Islam teach for us? Okay, should I go out and, and, and engage in child marriage? As I saw, as I showed you from the following hadith, no. And let me show you another one over here. But it's just saying, to be sure, women I mean, for just their... to,
1: so we don't, I, I hate doing this, yeah. but just to be sure we get to the core of their question about yeah. Aisha. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, that, but child marriage, the point which I'm making from the following hadith, I'm going to go very quickly over here do not marry women for their beauty, for it may lead to their doom. Who do you, should you marry? You should marry the women for their dean for their religion. So, if you apply this test, this has never been applied to a twelve-year-old. This is never going to apply to a nine-year-old. If you apply it, the people who impress you regarding their character and their religion are going to be adults. So, for us, we we have. If you follow what Islam teaches, you're not going to wind up with a child bride.
1: This one coming in from, well, but okay, but I think they're saying that. To I think the point of their question that was getting at like granting that Islam teaches you not to have a child bride. Like, what's the story with Aisha? I think that's what they're saying.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's true. There is There is there there is a, uh, you know, uh, Aisha, at the time of her marriage, was nine years old. This is something which we believe Allah commanded Muhammad, whether he wanted to do it or not. This is what Allah commanded him, and Allah commanded with Aisha to do this as well. And no, no, like Allah's a we, monster. Oh, hold on one second. Let me, let I'm me not going to hold on. So, Allah is a monster. Oh, you can talk. I'll let you talk. No problem. Uh, You know, and so the point which I want to make is, so this is something they are being obedient to Allah to follow his commands. Now, how is this good? Look, Aisha, we find out now there's good reason behind that. Aisha was a gospel writer. It is because of Aisha why we aren't even having a, a lot of the discussions regarding the East. She preserved the Sunnah, or you could say the Gospel of Muhammad in Bukhari, Sunnah uh, Ibn Daoud, and all the references that you're going to find right behind me. So there was something very special about her, and God used Aisha to preserve the message of Muhammad that today we are benefiting. Nine-year-old girls, they don't write gospels, okay? I can bring my daughter over here. You'll see her playing on her iPad. Is it (laughs) nine years or six years? These girls do not do any of this. So there was something supernatural about that, and so there's evidence behind that decision. Was it nine years or six years old? It was nine years—consummated at nine
2: consummated at nine but married at six and see you wanted an example of something that the quran gets wrong with regard to science the the quran gets wrong with regard to science this right here the notion that a six-year-old is of reasonable age to consent to marriage is in violation of all science that we have learned about children and mental health and Mm -hmm. consent there you go there's your example
0: and that's not in the Quran. Number one, I, number two, ugh. what Islam teaches us is what I have shown you, and that. I'm not the one here monstrously
2: her defending child brides, okay. but go ahead.
0: No, I'm not defending it. I'm telling you, did. you what Islam you teaches literally us. did. You think Allah
2: commanded it? That's a defense of it. You know what? I are saying it's fine if they consent. <laughs> now
0: I, he's I, okay. We can move
2: I, on. The rest of the debate's over. Even if you had won, you're now a monster.
0: No, I'm not encouraging child marriage. I'm telling you, no, you've you got to get the consent. That's mandatory for marriage, and no child is going to give their keep consent. Going, I want to marry this. Keep talking. This, this is going to look God. great. So, so Islam actually prohibits child marriage. It's for the rest of humanity, so unless
2: unless Allah commands it, or unless you believe Allah commands well, it, which is what you God said about. God does talk
0: to me <laughs> I like to hear from some Christian. Nobody you know I'm should saying? talk I'm to you. God right now. Okay.
1: This one coming in from. from? Abel Medina says, you know, it's possible to have a now, or I think they meant no, uh, or no, they meant a now, in an infinite regress, right?
0: I don't know too much about that. I think that they're no.
1: meaning like if the universe is eternal, uh, if there is an infinite regress, like you could still have a now moment. Kind of like a B theory of time, I think would would fit within that yeah degree. no
0: i don't know too much about that i don't so I'll, I'll, I'll let i'll let matt answer that i hear he has i mean i heard some debates he's had on these issues it's probably better talk about this you
2: say you've heard debates but a little while ago you said you, you'd listen to dozens of debates and then you corrected yourself and you said you only listened to one so how many debates of mine have you actually listened to
0: matt i listened to one of your debates oh. actually i watched your slavery debate but
2: before that you said dozens right okay matt I watched and you said the slavery deb- debate and the okay. god de- and does god exist debate yes. can you be honest at all
0: Yes. Matthew, please allow me to finish. When it came to the issue of concept of God, I watched one of your debates you had with the one Muslim guy where you discussed the infinite regress. And I forgot his name. Uh and then I also watched your slavery debates, okay, with Dr. Josh and all of them. And that's why I was saying listen, you should look at some of the stuff we've done on slavery. So those are the debates I've watched. I'm 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 one of your admirers.
2: Well, stop. It's not doing you any good.
0: Okay.
1: Eric Salas says, "How does scientifically correct statements make the Quran true?"
0: Well, so the, the, it raises a question. A very important question is, wait a second, how is this guy getting it right every time? I mean, once or twice? Yeah, sure. No one cares, you know. Uh, you could explain that through cops. So now that raises a question. Hey, wait a second here. There is some, the the only, this is, we cannot find a natural explanation for the Quran. So this leads to, this leads to the probability there is something supernatural out there, which is causing all this to happen. And so the best explanation for that supernatural, what we see is Allah is God. That's the best explanation.
1: This last one. Thanks very much for your question. Mat Mat says, not only married at six, but forbidden to remarry at 18.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, Aisha was was very different. She was. She, there were exceptions, uh, which, which were which were imposed on upon her. But as far as the rest of the Muslim world, the rest of humanity, no, you do. If you follow Islam, you are not going to wind up with a child bride. Okay, as based on the references which I've which I've shown you, you marry women based on their character and their deen. They no nine year old or twelve year old is going to impress you. You married like them based on their happened. consent. Okay, and also the most important is you better get her consent. Little mm. children, they don't give you consent to marry them. Okay. I can, I, unless Allah I commands it. Asked my daughter. So he, she doesn't want to get married at the age. Nobody. That's not in their minds. Okay? Unless Allah commands so, it. But those days, but revelation has ended. So the good news well, the, is those days are over. So it
2: used to be morally okay, but now ended, it's and not. So morality changed. The
0: rest of humanity that Islam provides, it does not lead you to brides.
2: My apologies to James in advance for the fact that when I post this to my channel, it's going to blow up, Uh, I'll try to direct back to you. Well,
0: it's all damage control. It's not damage control. You're you're a babbling, delusional
2: person. You have no grip on reality. You're wrong about fallacies. You misrepresent what I said, what you you said. You lie about which debates you've watched, which ones you haven't watched. You're defending uh, a, a, a single instance of child uh, brides and instance, rape yeah. uh, is no just rape ridiculous. It is rape involved. They're mm-hmm. not fucking of age to consent. Okay, so, so your let's God is a about... monster and
0: you're a monster for defending it. Okay, let's talk about what's happening here with all the personal attacks that I'm a monster. I'm a liar. Personal attacks. You started let's this debate with personal attacks. Here. I'm not attacking you. Personally, I'm attacking your of...
2: position. Okay. Your position has made you a monster. Now I'm gonna, you started I'm gonna... the attacks and you warned me okay. before the debate started that you were going to be coming at me hard and I better be ready. So here
0: you go. Bring it. (laughs) Okay. So what's going on here? The fallacy which is going on here. The thing: if I can bring up the age of Aisha, it will invalidate all the scientific evidences which you've heard. No, sir. I didn't say it invalidated anything. You're lying
2: now about what the the fallacy. I said that it's immoral on its face. face. I didn't say it had anything to do with your statement. You cannot be honest, sir. You cannot be honest. You are now. You are doing so much damage control by lying about what I've actually
0: said repeatedly. It's disgusting. This personal attacks against me will not salvage this debate. This Nothing needs to salvage
2: this debate. Yeah. You lost it when you opened the debate. Okay. okay. Gabe what? says,
1: Matt, thank you for what you do. You help rational people. How to rational? Uh, you help rational people know how to th- be rational in thinking about these subjects.
2: Cool. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad it was useful.
1: And that looks like it's it in terms of our question list here. So we're going to let our guests one last coffee breath. Thanks for yours, says Nadir. What are the lamps?
0: (laughs) We're not going to get into that. Uh, Go to my YouTube page, and actually uh, tomorrow I will upload a discussion, which I had a discussion and debate with an atheist on what are the lamps. Uh, but once again, this is another attempt to do damage control. They're trying to find error with the Qur'an. They're trying to find some way to disprove this, but it's not going to happen. What I want to point out is, look, talking about the age of Aisha will not invalidate the evidence I presented, will not make it disappear or go away, which is now the, the strategy the atheists are going into. They're trying to salvage this some way, somehow, but these avenues will not do it. The scientific evidence will remain irregardless, of what you believe about Ishmael?
2: Irregardless isn't a word.
1: This one coming in from. And that's it for our questions want to say thanks so much folks for being with us tonight and want to say as i mentioned it is going to be huge tomorrow perfect dawah and rn raw debate whether or not there is evidence for islam you don't want to miss it hit that subscribe button so you don't miss it and want to say a huge thank you folks for all of your questions for all of your support of the channel thanks for all your likes and all that good stuff but most of all thanks to our speakers matt and nadir it's been a true pleasure to have you here tonight